Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Check this out on the weekend. Take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep and neither does Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa.
to the break of dawn. That's right. Nobody's going to sleep. Broadway Bill Lee on loan from WCBS-FM. Nobody's going to sleep to the break of dawn. Also in our overnight producer, Avery, and phone screener, working already laboriously in preparation for the funniest hour in all of radio, which will be coming to you more than 24 hours from now, 4 to 5, Sunday morning, as he rips, bisects, and dissects the programming of Frank Morano, the Mameluke, in the last 20 hours of The Other Side of Midnight, 1 to 5, Monday through Fridays. As you heard, uh, our own Rita Cosby will be having a one-hour exclusive interview with Andrew Evilize Cuomo. Uh, that will take place on uh, this coming Tuesday from 4 to 5, normally where you hear the show of uh, Bo Snurd. But uh, we're clearing it out, giving Cuomo another opportunity here at WABC to set the record straight because uh, so far he's been playing uh, Robotope. But ladies and gentlemen, boy, has it been a busy week. I've been co-busting our elected officials, friends and foes, Republicans and Democrats, as they act like they hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, when it comes to the illegal aliens pouring in uh, as we speak. So we're going to go right to the phones, because I've been up uh, probably about... 21 hours out of a 24-hour day. My philosophy is, hey, there'll be plenty of time to sleep when you're dead. Because let's face it, that's all you get to do. They fold your arms in that casket. They uh, take your eyelids. They pull them down. Put on a pair of uh, half shoes, a half suit. Although I have to put my beret on. If I'm going to take a dirt bath, it's got to be with that beret. And that's it. You sleep. In perpetuity. So let's kick it. You have an opportunity to be heard. That's what WABC stands for. And at this time of the morning, we are heard in terrestrial radios around uh, the United States in 38 states, parts of Canada, a sliver of Europe, and right on down to Davy Jones's locker. But then with the modern technology of the app, you hear about that more and more. On your smartphones, your iPhones, you can hear it crystal clear anywhere in this globe, probably, well, I'm not sure yet. If you happen to be cohabitating with the walruses and penguins on the um, ice flow of Antarctica, a continent. And, of course, the stream on your laptop computer and your worktop computer. So many different ways. To listen to this thing of ours, the most intimate form of communication that has ever been created, I say by the Italian Marconi, others say by Tesla, the Serbian. But let's jump started here, Broadway Billy. Our phone numbers one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. That's one eight hundred eight four eight WABC. What a great song! So pertinent to the invasion of these illegals. Don't come around here anymore. That's it. We've had enough. Stay where you are. 
You're ripping us off. This asylum situation is a total scam. Yeah, yeah, you all, you all need asylum, right? Get out of here. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. And, oh, boy, I scored the trifecta earlier on Friday. Having come on the air at 7.05, uh, as I normally do, three mornings a week with Sid Rosenberg. It's now been extended to four. So you see, Broadway Billy, I know what that means. Uh, the suits, the mockers, the muckety mucks, John and Margot Katsimatidis, and, of course, Sid Rosenberg himself, the eagleman. Maniac that he is, who needs a crane to get him in and out of this studio here at WABC. Have looked at the trends of listeners and have said every time Curtis Lee comes on, man, I mean, people are tuning in from everywhere because they expect Curtis to be breaking news, right? You have that breaking news sounder, uh, Broadway Billy, you got to hit that breaking news sounder because I must have hit that breaking news sounder within this past week. Probably a good 14 times where I was breaking news that even our Cracker Jack, uh, with the Cracker Jack Prize uh, news uh, team, uh, news director Noam Layden and his uh, able and fit assistant, James Flippin, had no idea what I was talking about. Earlier in the week, they were doubting Thomas's. By the end of the week, they were actually promoting the breaking news because, man... I was all over it. In fact, I have often told you that I am the biggest rat on two legs that has ever existed because I eat the Parmesan cheese. Breaking news, WABC. And because there are a series of rats out there who want to remain anonymous, who are in positions where they have access to key information, they have funneled it to me. And it is the 3T syndrome, ladies and gentlemen. T for telephone, T for telefriend, and then ultimately T for tell Curtis. And then I air it. You remain anonymous. No fingerprints. But oh boy, have I been making a lot of elected officials look silly. And rather than say, hey, thanks for the heads up, Curtis, like Yvette Aguirre, who is the supervisor of the town of Riverhead out there in Suffolk County. As you know, when you head out to Riverhead, you take the North Fork, you're going towards Montauk, you take the South Fork, you're going towards the Hampton, Southampton, where you have the compound of Andrew Evilized Cuomo. King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I, a.k.a. Michael Corleone, you have at his side, at his ready, it is his compound, Fredo, Chris Cuomo, and, of course, their wartime consigliere, Joe Pococo. We'll get into that later on. Again, exclusive interview that our own Rita Cosby will be having with Andrew Evilized Como on Tuesday, 4 to 5 in the afternoon. It's supposed to be a no-holes-bar interview. Como has said that he will bury many of his bones in which he has been in complete denial to be seen. I know that in this particular case, he's got to sort of vet himself out. But we will see if this pretentious, omnipotent Cuomo will even be able to say, I'm sorry. Because that's what he's going to have to do. Say he's sorry, do his mea copas over and over and over again. So I was on at 7.05 and I was talking about the news that I had broken 
both in the Irish Riviera affecting the Rockaways. The fact that Fort Tilden has been surveyed as a compound to house illegals. I'm giving the warning out there. East of Jacob Rees Park, west of the Irish Riviera. Some people listening as we speak, uh, Greasy Point. And then, of course, uh, I circled down to an LLC of which many of these no-tell motel holiday inns without being an express are hidden behind the LLCs. And this is the team of Sliwa and Sliwa. Each and every time we do the deep dive, I uh, deal with everything on the surface. And then my wife, Nancy, she does the deep dive. Having been uh, in real estate, a real estate attorney, a e-attorney, does a lot of research. And boy, man, she dredges up things that they wish had never, ever surfaced to see the light of day. So the Cross Bay Motorhead, and I'm sure some of you out there um, have frequented the Cross Bay Motorhead. Oh, yeah. Going down Woodhaven Boulevard, Billy, I noticed you're giving me a look of uh, delight, huh? Ah, hit that crossbay motor in before you hit the conduit or the Bell Parkway. And uh, what was it? Three hours was, what, 60 bucks, four hours, 80 bucks. Ah, but the conditions were left something to be uh, desired. Basically, it was uh, and is a, hotel of mo- a motel of shame. You do things in that motel, you're not going to want to tell your kids. You're not going to want to tell your wife. Because you're probably there with a gumada as we speak. And uh, I said, Nancy, who's behind this LLC? And Nancy did the deep dive and she said, the infamous Sam Patel. And I said, Sam Patel, oh, he's affiliated with a lot of LLCs throughout that community board 10, which covers Howard Beach, uh, New Howard Beach, Old Howard Beach. Hamilton Beach, and I'm not talking about the blender, uh, Ozone Park, and parts of Richmond Hill, Queens. Oh, and she so cold busted him. And they called him out. I said, you know, the state senator, Joe Adabo Jr., product of nepotism. His, son, his father was the congressman, Joe Adabo Sr. They named the bridge that connects Howard Beach to Broad Channel. Uh, in fact, you have to pass uh, the Cross Bay Motor in on your way to Broad Channel. And so this guy uh, is basically a product of the fact that his father was a congressman and his name is on everything. But to be honest with you, like all other officials, and you heard the promo at the start of this uh, show, Curtis Lee was a politician who says trust no politicians. I don't trust Republicans. I don't trust Democrats. I use the reverse strategy of the former president, Ronald Reagan. He says, trust but verify. I say, no, verify. And then you earn my trust. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. So if ever, ever any of you have been at the Cross Bay Motor, and please, I'd like you to call in and give a rating and an evaluation of the... Uh, uh, what can we say, the ambiance of that hot sheet motel? I know many of you may require anonymity because it could cause you a lot of personal grief, but hey, we need to know because they're expecting the clean out 
every one of those soiled, uh, sullied uh, rooms, including the one with the uh, jacuzzi in it, and clear it out for illegal aliens. And it appears the local elected officials are acting like Alfred E. Newman in Mad Magazine. What me worry? What me worry? And are angry at me instead of being angry at the mayor for overnight dropping these illegal aliens all over the now the state of New York. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. It's 1-800-848-WABC. When we come back, Sid Rosenberg, who uh, lives in Bell Harbor out in the Rockaways, if you remember, had to leave because his pipes burst right before Christmas. It was on a Friday. The temperatures dropped about 50 degrees. He did not prepare the pipes in his home. He didn't listen to the Irish. He didn't listen to the seafarers. He didn't listen to those folks who out there in the Rockaways know what to do when the weather turns inclement and the temperatures drop rapido. As a result, all the pipes burst in his house. They've had to basically uh, decontaminate the entire house and restructure it. Oh, I hate myself. You should. I mean, you had to be like a nomad, a gypsy, going from hotel to hotel in Manhattan, sharing uh, spaces with the illegal aliens that your, your very dear friend Eric Adams has uh, moved into those same facilities. Hey, He's, that guy. I know. You should now. Before, you were kissing his ass. You had to unhermetically unseal Sid's lips from Eric Adams' African-American tochus. I'm a complete... Idiot, I know that. Yeah, well, yeah, you you made you you went over to the wrong side there, Sid. But you know something? You won uh, some new respect from me early on Friday when you took on your very dear friend, city councilwoman Joanne, I know everything, and Curtis Lee was a schmuck Ariola, who actually Stupid. accused me of fear mongering as I was bringing information to the forefront. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, you be the judge as to whether I was right or whether, like Joanne Ariola accused me, I was making things up and fear-mongering every step of the way. And, oh, boy, Sid rose to the occasion. I thought he would fall like a cheap camera, but, oh, no. He rose to the occasion. It's another side of midnight. 77 WABC. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L. On Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Side of Midnight. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style.
Open Gangnam Style. Did he say condoms there, Billy? Open condoms. Is that what he was saying in that riff? Let's begin this entertainment uh, weekend right here. We don't have to wait for Cousin Vinny Madunio or Cousin Brucie or Tony Orlando without Dawn. We got it right here, Broadway Bill Lee. Open Gangnam Style. What? Did he say use a condom? Don't use a condom? Open Gangnam Style. What I broke was news that was of significance to all of you uh, degenerates out there. Breaking news, WABC. Roaming through the streets of Kew Gardens Hills in the wee hours of the morning. Yes, Avery, he remembers seeing those commercials on Channel 9 right before Joe Franklin. Remember the Q motor in? You remember that Broadway Bill Lee with the uh, disco ball? <laughs> The vibrating waterbeds, the triple X rated movies. Ah, you remember that? And the Tarzan <laughs> that Sid Rosenberg said he was there four times. Anyway, this place is a sleazoid. No tell motel, and it ain't no Holiday Inn Express, that's for sure. It's the Q Motor Inn. 2012. Duck down D.A. Brown, the Queens County D.A., sent in a task force to have sex with Korean kimchi cuties. And then, after having the sex, claiming that they were prostitutes and had been uh, lured there by pimps in the uh, parking lot, they co-busted the place, padlocked it for three months. And a state senator known as Tony Avella came to the defense of the Park family. A infamous Korean family that owned that illicit establishment and other illicit establishments whose son, Irwin, isn't that a Jewish name, Irwin Park, was stupid enough to answer the phone the other day when our Cracker Jack News director, Noam Layden, called him and said, is it true you're going to be housing illegal aliens there from the city of New York from Eric Adams? And he said, I'm not at liberty to... Discuss it. Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. Another notch in my belt. Open Gangnam Style. Ladies and gentlemen in Kew Garden Hills, don't depend on your city councilman, Jim Gennaro, now. He has window shades on his eyes, cotton balls in his ears, and a zipper on his mouth. He doesn't want to talk about it. Nor does the former state senator, Tony Avella, who no doubt has been wine-dined and pocket-lined by the Park family. Now, 
Avery, if ever you decide to become ungodly and go to the Q Motor Inn like so many men have in the past, there's a chance that your room has been featured in a movie, most likely an adult film. There are friendly pimps roaming the grounds, and you have sweeping views of the exciting Grand Central Parkway. And condoms are available at the fully stocked bar that they have when you walk in to the Q Motor Inn. Now just imagine, uh, Broadway Billy, you've made that trek from Nicaragua. El Salvador, Mexico, Honduras, Colombia, Venezuela. And all of a sudden, after checking in at the Port Authority, your next stop is the Q Motor Inn with the disco balls, the vibrating water beds, the jacuzzi, the bar in the desk, condoms, and of course, who the hell is that? Who is that, Broadway Billy? Of due diligence, due di- uh, of the principle of due dependence requires. Can you imagine if the Mama Luke Frank Morano ever went to the Q Motor and they'd take him around the world in 80 seconds? Without a doubt. Our number is 1 800 848 9222. That's 1 800 848 WABC. So let's go. To that uh, fabulous interview that Sid Rosenberg, a man who had used the Tarzan room at the Q Motorhead. He's acknowledged it. Puss was doing lines of cocaine, I might add. Kukina. Could I have a translation of that Korean, please? Anyway, the fact is, ladies and gentlemen, that I have been pillared. I have been savaged. I have been criticized by Democrats and Republicans. And you know what? Tough Nookie! I still haven't figured out what he's saying. Is he saying you should use a condom, a chimmy cap, or not use a condom, ladies and gentlemen, if you happen to know Korean? If you happen to have been in the United States military and served in Korea, or you live along Northern Boulevard in that section of Queens where every second person is Korean, please let me know if this man singing this song... Is suggesting that you have safe sex or unsafe sex with or without a Jimmy Cap. Our number is 1 800 848 9222. That's 1 800 848 WABC. Let's go to the audio tape. Sid Rosenberg with his very dear friend, uh, at least she was Friday morning. I don't know if she was after the interview. Uh, 
City Councilwoman Republican Joanne Ariola, who hates my guts. There are now two different spots in your district that are going to start housing illegals. One for Tilden, and the other we find out yesterday in Howard Beach, where I die most Friday nights, the Cross Bay Motor Inn. Can you confirm and or deny those two spots are preparing for illegals? What I can say is that I don't think that a radio personality should take to the airwaves and put out information that's not confirmed. I haven't heard anything about any hotels in Howard Beach, especially Howard Beach, which it is uh, the one hotel he mentioned is run by people who live in this neighborhood and would never put migrants in their hotel. The other uh, in Ozone Park, and there's not been any indication that they're going there. Hmm. He. Who is he? What? What? Is she referring to me, Curtis Sliwa, Broadway Billy, Avery? I think she was. And then Sid came to my defense and dropped the hammer on his very dear friend, City Councilwoman Joanne Ariola. You can say a radio personality shouldn't do it. Curtis Sliwa's been 100% right about all of it. And if I had a bet right now, despite what you just said, I'll bet on him on the Cross Bay Mortar in two. So when you say it shouldn't be a radio personality, he's the only guy telling the truth. Because, quite frankly, if we have to rely on politicians, not you, but politicians, all liars. So you can call out radio personalities all you want. He's been 100% up to this point, And my money is Howard Beach is next. Ooh, is that support or is that support? And by the way, he should not have exempted Joanne Ariola. She lies too, like all politicians, Republicans or Democrats. They couldn't tell the truth if their life depended on it. Could I hear that again as she so savagely attacked me without mentioning my name, calling me a fearmonger, Broadway Billy and Avery, our phone screener? There are now two different spots in your district, they're going to start housing illegals, one for Tilden, and the other we find out yesterday in Howard Beach, where I die in most Friday nights, the Cross Bay Motor Inn. Can you confirm and or deny those two spots are preparing for illegals? What I can say is that I don't think that a radio personality should take to the airwaves and put out information that's not confirmed. I haven't heard anything about any hotels in Howard Beach, especially Howard Beach, which it is uh, the one hotel he mentioned is run by people who live in this neighborhood and would never put migrants in their hotel. The other uh, in Ozone Park, and there's not been any indication that they're going there. Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, whose side are you on? Do you believe that Curtis Lee was a fear monger? Uh, and uh, is using this 50,000 powerful watts of sound, the most powerful news talk station in the nation, to do rumor-mongering? Rumor-mongering? Or do you think I've been spot on? Like Paul Revere, warning everyone. And it seems the politicians, no matter what their party affiliation, take umbrage to the fact that I know and they don't know. Or maybe... The very people that I am exposing have wine-dined and pocket-lined them, and they don't want the end of a very, very good payday. 
if you get what I mean, Broadway Billy. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. And then Sid Rosenberg again launched an offensive to defend my honor against his very dear friend, city councilwoman, Republican, Joanne. Ariola. Joanne, listen, what I need you to do here is not take a radio person to task, not give the mayor credit for some bullcrap court appearance a couple of days ago. I need you to be pissed because if we don't oh, get... believe me. Okay, but so we need... I, you, so, I, I, I'm not so, taking him to task. I'm asking him not to fear monger. Okay, well... And as a member of the Common Sense Caucus, we've been writing letters. We've been making calls. I've been in touch with each and every one of our elected officials from the federal government down to local. When when Kathy Hochul sent the letter to Joe Biden, this is not a city problem. This is a Joe Biden problem. This is a Kathy Hochul problem. While everybody else is scrambling and looking and to see how we can secure our borders, Joe Biden is asleep at the wheel, and Kathy Hochul is looking for real estate. What a yenta, right? Oh, I wrote letters. Yeah, like Frank Morano writes letters, right? Frank Morano, I'm going to write to the judge. I'm going to write a letter, right? What the hell is that going to do? They're going to file it in the round filing cabinet. Oh, I've been calling our elected officials. Let's see, who did you call? Uh, Hakeem Jeffries? What the hell is he going to do? He doesn't know. You know, only Curtis Lewin knows. And then she got very rambunctious and she continued to defend her actions and talked about what a great councilwoman she is, not. Is the mayor considering further strengthening the current legal restrictions on the right to shelter rule that would stop the entry at our borders? And the answer was that the legal department was exploring ways. Hmm. Our number is one 800 I must say I was very proud of Sid Rosenberg. We've had our disputes in the past. He suspended me from the mornings, only to be voted back by the commission. The uh, deciding vote was by Bo Dito, who uh, at times I've been in total war of. I will tell you this, when we talk about the Cross Bay Motorhead, a sleazoid, no-tell, motel, holiday in without the express. I will tell you this, I have a feeling that Sid Rosenberg has spent many a night there in his earlier frisky days. Woo! As has Bo Dito. Oh, yeah. In fact, I would bet you that Bo Dito at times has scored the uh, Daily Double. Woo! And has not only had a femme fatale at the Cross Bay Motor Inn by the conduit in Ozone Park, but then on his way over the bridge to Broad Channel and the Rockaways... Took a quick turn into the parking lot of the Surfside Motel. Woo! Because he had the urge to merge again. Am I right or wrong, ladies and gentlemen? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Terry in Queens. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Terry. Hi, it's actually Terry with the C. Hello? Say that again, Terry. It's Terry. It's yes, Terry. yes, Terry. Terry, I, I, I get that. Now, what was your answer, Terry? Um, I'm actually calling because I want to let you know the name of the song is Gangnam Style. G-A-N-G-N-A-M. No, 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 no. It's Condom Style. It's Gangnam Style. It's a 2012 
it became a, a hit, an international hit in 2012. Terry, so, Terry, can, uh, Terry let me please. tell you something. In these no-tell motel, hot sheet motels, they give you condoms right at the counter. Are you aware of that, Terry? Uh, are you aware, Terry? They have bowls and bowls of condoms. They have condoms in the room. They have condoms in the bathroom. They have condoms in the drawers right next to the Bible after you commit the sin of urging to marriage. This is a song, Terry, that promotes safe sex with a jimmy cap, a condom. Are you aware of that, Terry? What happened to Terry? She disappeared. No, I'm here. I'm here. You do realize it is a song that has promoted safe sex around the globe. Open Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. Open Gangnam Style. Condom. Condom. Gangnam Style. Safe sex. Safe sex. Open Gangnam Style. You do understand that, Terry. Okay, well, maybe they changed it from Gangnam to Condom. I don't know. No, no, no. It's condom style. I can assure you that, Terry. That's why it became a global hit. More than a billion hits since the song first came out. And normally it was at a time in which normally a PSA would not be effective. But you would put that song on when you had the urge to merge. And it was a reminder. Safe sex, please. No unwanted pregnancies and no transmission of STDs. Got that, Terry? Okay, if you say so. In fact, in every geisha house in Japan, when servicemen of the United States risking their lives to protect our allies in Southeast Asia. We're beginning to enjoy their R&R rest and relaxation. Many of those men are listening now. They just don't want to admit to their wives what they were doing on R&R. As they were getting that urge that just wasn't available to them when they were out at sea or they were uh, on duty as... MPs or members of the United States Marine Corps or serving with the United States Army when all of a sudden they were on R&R. This song would be blasting in the barracks, blasting in every geisha house from Osaka right over to Okinawa. Gangnam Style. 
See, you need to translate that. You either go to Northern Boulevard or you go to uh, Korean Alley right there, 33rd Street between 6th Avenue and 5th Avenue right by the Empire State Building. And you look on both sides, that's Little Koreatown. And you can see the kimchi girls way up, ready to give you a masushi. And what do they say to you? That's right, Terry. He's talking about condoms. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. This is a freak show. This is another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. The New York Times side Staying alive was no job Had second hands Moms bounced on old man So then we moved to Shallon land A young dude You're rocking the goat What is this? 36 chambers of Wu-Tang Clan These degenerate hip-hop monsters Falling with this one And that one Pulling up from Staten Island, Stapleton, Park Hill, North Shore. What's this uh, song called? Cream, the acronym, Cash Rules Everything Around Me. Right? Right? Isn't that uh, really what capitalism is oftentimes? Cash Rules Everything Around Me by Wu-Tang Clan, who... Uh, had a uh, plaza named in their honor. What the hell for? What was it, a shooting gallery? With all those illegal guns that Wu-Tang Klansmen were bringing in from stupid little Ohio and store purchases? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there on Target Street, huh? And who was there going ga-ga-goo-goo, the ultimate McWhitey-whitey city councilman Joe Borelli? Minority leader of the Republicans in the city council was a Wu Tang Clan fan. A man with the dream with plans to make cream was fail. I went to jail at the age of 15, a young buck selling drugs and such. Who never had much, trying to get a clutch of what I could not touch. Bunch of degenerates. Anyway, could I have that breaking news uh, sounder again? Because I was breaking news all week long, busting the chops. News, WABC. Of local officials who know nothing about nothing, as I announced early on Friday that, hey, wake up out there in Staten Island because at 2911 Arthur Kill Road, the old Arthur Kill Correctional Facility, which has been bought by the owners and operators of Broadway Stages, 
where they do films and TV programs, but not any longer because there's a writer's strike. And all those unions respect one another's picket line so they don't cross the line. So all filming of movies, all filming of TV productions and industrial films have come to a halt. So you have uh, the Broadway stages, which is a multi-now billion-dollar, make that million-dollar operation. They own three million square feet throughout New York City, Queens, Brooklyn, and, of course, Staten Island. And they offer the use of the facilities there at the Arthur Kill Correctional Facility to uh, Eric Adams to move migrants in. Uh, as long as the strike would continue. With the uh, deal being that if the strike were to discontinue, it would be incumbent upon uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, not our mayor, to move him out somewhere else because he's moving them around like chess pieces, like pawns on a chessboard. Can I tell you the amenities, Broadway Billy and Avery? Of all of those who might want to visit the old Arthur Kill Correctional Facility, closed in 2011 by Andrew Evilize Cuomo. King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo. Located on Staten Island, New York, the former Arthur Kill facility is part of a 69-acre waterfront campus. Oh, yeah. Arthur Kill, the other side is New Jersey. That is being designed as a full-service production facility, offering ample space for film, television, and music, video production of all sizes. The prison consists of more than two dozen buildings, and structures include guard towers, admissions and visitors' buildings, inmate housing, a gymnasium, infirmary, recreational yard warehouse, and a hell of a lot more at no cost to the city of New York. Because remember, Eric Adams... Uh, Earlier in the week, was talking about possibly turning a portion of Rikers Island, which is unoccupied, into uh, sanctuary housing for these illegal aliens. Except there's no way if you've been out to Rikers Island as many times as I've been, there is uh, there are tiers that are no longer used that are in total decay. They've got mold, mildew, water damage, no circulation. You can't use them. Would cost gazillions of dollars to rehab them. So, hey, you want a prison-style facility? You got it right there. Broadway Stages owns it. And who is it that owns it? Tony Argento and his sister, Gina. And they wanted to donate the facilities to the use so Eric Adams would have a place to put all these illegal aliens temporarily. And the day before, I had broken again the breaking news sounder, please, here, Broadway Bill Lee. Breaking news, WABC. Which was verified by City Hall, the Eric Adams administration, that the film industry in New York City is now working with the Adams administration sending location scouts to look for spaces in your neighborhoods for the illegal aliens. Because of the writers' strike, the locations are shut down till the strike is settled. And so when uh, our Cracker Jack News uh, division reached out to the mayor's office, uh, one Fabian Levy, his spokesperson, uh, responded, as the mayor has said, all options are on the table. On background, I would point out that the facility you mentioned is not a city facility, so even if we did want to utilize it, 
it would not just be our decision, meaning it takes two to tango, right? And I was called making it up, liar. Oh, my God, I'm looking at this uh, these uh, this thread of text by uh, Joe Borelli. By the way, uh, you notice his tag, he was in Atlantic City when he was sending these texts uh, Friday morning. Does he do his job as a city councilman? Or is he with Frank Morano, his very dear friend, shooting craps at the Borgata? Joe, what the hell were you doing in Atlantic City? It's tagged right on your text. Uh, probably hanging out there with Frank Morano, the degenerate gambler, naturally getting freebies, snoring rooms, snoring all kinds of ancillary benefits from doing that half-hour show every week. You know, the Atlantic City half-hour. Oh, my God. Him and Frank Morano, Joe Borelli and Frank Morano shooting craps at the Borgata. Yet he had time to text and... Well, at some point this morning I'll read you uh, what some of those texts were and how others... In elected uh, office, both Democrats and Republicans chimed in on his text and his thread and agreed with him. You see, when you're a whistleblower, nobody ever wants to acknowledge that you're right. What they do is say, thank you for the information, but we want to ostracize you. We want to put you on ice. Up next... Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. He's not our mayor. He is the illegal aliens mayor. But once again, when there's trouble here in the city, as there always is in his administration, he refers to the fact that he was chosen by God to be our mayor. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Check this out on the weekend. Info. Take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep and neither does Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Everybody go. Oh, kill, move, kill. What you gonna do today? Cause I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some spank and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go. Oh, kill, move, kill, holiday in. See if your girl starts acting up, then you take a friend. I'm Master G. Oh, my mellow is on you. So what you gonna do? Well, it's on. I want to know, I want to know, I want to know, the beat don't stop until the break of dawn. I said a M-A-S, a T-E-R, a G with a double E. I said I go by the unforgettable name of the man they call a Master G. Well, my name is known all over the world by all the Fox ladies and the pretty girls. I'm going down in history as the baddest rapper that ever could be. Now I'm feeling the highs and you're feeling the lows. The beat starts getting into your toes. You start popping your fingers and stopping your feet and moving your body while you're sitting in your seat. 
freak, I said, bam, a rider out of your seat, then you throw your hands high in the air, you rock it to the beat, shake it there in air, you rock it to the beat without a care, cruise the show, I shot MCs for the affair, now I'm not as tall as the rest of the gang, but I rap to the beat just the same, I got a little face and a pair of rhymes, all I'm here to do, ladies, is hypnotize, sing it on and on and on and on and on, the beat don't stop until the break of dawn, I sing it on and on and on and on and on, like a hot butter, the pop, the pop, the pop, give it, give it, pop, the pop, pop, you don't dare stop, or come alive, y'all, give me what you got, I guess by now you can take a hunch, and find that I am the baby of the bunch, but that's okay, I still keep in stride, cause all I'm here to do is just wiggle your behind, sing it on and on and on and on, the beat don't stop until the break of dawn, I sing it on and on and on and on and on, rock, rock, y'all, do it on the floor, I'm gonna freak your head, I'm gonna freak your day, I'm gonna freak you out of this atmosphere, cause I'm one of a kind and I'll shock your mind, I put the jig, 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 in your behind, I said a one, two, three, four, come on girls, I get on the floor, I come alive y'all, give me what you got, cause I'm guaranteed to make you rock, I said a one, two, three, four, tell me one, to my, what are you waiting for, to the hip, The hippie to the hippie to hip hip hopper You don't stop rockin' to the bang bang The boogie say up jump the boogie To the rhythm of the boogie to beat What's well, gonna be about we rock a Scooby-Doo And well, guess what, America, we love you Well, cause you're rockin' a roll with us so much so You can rock to your 101 years old I don't mean to brag, I don't mean Entertainment to brag on the weekend when I take over the microphone 12 midnight to 6 in the morning to the break of dawn, and nobody's going to sleep, Broadway Billy. Nobody's going to sleep. Oh, no. I mean, the macaroni soggy, the peas almost, and the chicken tastes like wood. So you try to play it off like you think you can by saying that you're full. And then your friend says, Mama, he just being polite. He ain't finished your arm, that's bull. So your heart starts pumping, and you think of a lie, and you say that you already ate. Sugar and your friend says, Man, there's plenty of food, so he piles some more. The classic line, no tell, motel, holiday in. Everybody go, hotel, motel, what you gonna do today? Cause I'm gonna get a fly girl, gonna get some strength and drive off in a death OJ. Everybody go, hotel, motel, holiday in. See, if your girl starts acting up, then you take a friend. I'm Master G, I'm off Melon. By the way, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. He's not our mayor. He's the mayor of the illegal aliens. Whatever they want, they get. Listen, you know and I know that it's all about the swagger. <laughs> By the way, the swagger man with no plan is at where else? The Club Zero Bar. To the break of dawn. You see, whatever happens in the Club Zero Bond stays there because it is a private club in downtown Manhattan. Any of you that have ever been clubbing, when that clock strikes 12 midnight, nothing good is going to happen after 12 midnight. In every club I've ever been to, all our chaos breaks out after 12 midnight. Lines of cocaine, debauchery, decadence, urging to merge. People wake up the next morning and can't imagine what it is that people have described that they were doing under the influence of drugs and alcohol and all kinds of accelerants. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. The mayor is still at Club Zero Bond. He won't be there till the break of dawn. Normally he leaves at about... 2.20, You know, like everything else, I got the little rats who kick it up to the big rat me. And just remember, 
I am the biggest rat eating the Parmesan cheese on two legs that has ever existed, and I love to rat people out. Yeah. Love that Parmesan cheese. Never forget, it was walking down 3rd Avenue in the annual Bay Ridge 3rd Avenue Festival. And a bunch of Gabons who just got released from upstate prisons, Gambino guys, were woofing me. They were saying, hey, we don't want no rats here. We don't want no rats. Rats aren't allowed here. And I say, what? What you going to do about it? I'm the biggest rat in town, and I eat the Parmesan cheese. And this guy steps to me and says, that is an ethnic slur against Italians. (laughs) And I said, what the hell are you talking about? You think Italians are the only ones who eat Parmesan cheese? What about that Kraft Parmesan cheese? No real Italian goes to the Olive Garden or eats Kraft Parmesan cheese. (laughs) And we almost started swinging and winging until I noticed the guy in front of me who had me covered was my oldest son, Anthony. And I said, oh, my God. If he gets uh, jumped... If they give him a beat down, if they start sticking him like, eh, 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 how the hell am I going to explain this to his mother? And he was telling the guys, put your dukes up. Yeah. Yeah. Chip off the old block. Yeah. Hit him. Kick him. Go ahead. Stop him. Jump all over him, man. Take his head. Smash it into the asphalt. Proud of my son, right? Proud. Motel Holiday Inn. See if your girl starts acting up. Then you take her friend. I'm Master G. I'm off Melon. It's on you. We're bringing the party to you tonight from WABC. Don't stop until the break of dawn. I said the M-A-S. And all of you are going to stay with me to the break of dawn. I go by the unforgettable name of the man they call him Master G. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But let me tell you something. Uh, when everything goes south, as it's been going in this city, as we slide into the abyss, Mayor Eric Adams decides to find religion. Eric Adams has insisted that he is the anointed one. He is the Mashiach, sent on this earth to save us. He said, look, I'm dyslexic, but I was elected. I grew up in hip-hop, but I, I was chosen by God to be the mayor of the city of New York. Yeah, yeah, he said that. So what am I, chopped liver <laughs> the hell was I chosen to do? I guess God just passed me by. I guess my complexion is not my protection. But I want you to listen this past week, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegals, he's not our mayor. Because uh, he doesn't care who got bubkis for us, everything for the illegals. Listen to what he had to say about how God wanted him 
to be mayor. I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here because in all my heart, I believe that is the Esther 4 and 14th moment God made me for such a time like this. Ladies and gentlemen, I ask you, especially you, the Holy Rollers, those who are spiritual, what do you think that God saw in Eric Adams that made him choose him to be mayor and not yours truly? Listen, you know and I know that it's all about the swagger. <laughs> I know, swagger man. Unfortunately, you have no plan. Uh, Broadway Bill Lee, I would like uh, our spiritual one here, Avery, because you're ungodly, I'm ungodly. We've committed many sins in our lifetime, but Avery, he's the holy roller. Every Sunday, he goes to his pastor's church, and he's there with the chorus, and he's swaying back and forth, and... He feels the Spirit of God. Maybe, Avery, you'll be able to interpret this uh, for us. Uh, Broadway Billy, could you play that cut again? Because I myself was inspired by Eric Adams, who said that God wanted him to be mayor. The same cut, please, that you just played. I, I need the interpretation of our holy roller here, Avery, to try to decipher, to explain this form of spirituality that I guess decided to pass me by. Maybe my complexion was not my protection. Maybe I didn't get down on my knees and pray enough, whether it was to J.C. of the New Testament or Hashem of the Old Testament. So, Avery, I want you to listen closely and I want you to interpret spiritually, spiritually, what our mayor meant. I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here. Because in all my heart, I believe that it's the Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. Mm. Padre, Filio, Spiritu Santo. Avery, you are a man of the cloth, a man of God, a man who has walked the walk, whereas I and Broadway Billy have fallen many times, fallen many times. What is your interpretation of what the mayor said about God's plan for him, Avery? Uh, sounds like he's um he's saying that this is his destiny to lead New York into the light. Hmm. 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 Do you think God wants us to be like his little cherubs, his little angels, and help him in his mission? to save us from ourselves well he has he didn't mention us he mentioned himself 
So isn't isn't that usually what he always does? My city, my police, me, me, I, I. Yeah. So he need to get on. He need to get back on the mic and and, and tell everybody else what they need to do. I want you to give us another spiritual interpretation. The mayor made this statement just yesterday in the midst of this crisis that he has helped create with the invasion of the illegal aliens. Avery, could you please play what he said yesterday that he was made for this moment? I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here because in all my heart, I believe that is the Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. Listen, folks, easy. We got this. You know, so I want New Yorkers to know I'm made for this moment. I'm the mayor that this moment calls for, and we're going to navigate through this. He was made for this moment. Avery, if we could do biblical interpretation of what he means by that, I call upon all many vast listeners from continent to continent, from country to country, across all seven seas, to weigh in and please interpret biblically what it is the Mayor Eric Adams swagger man with no plan wears the $5,000 customized suits, not off the rack. What he means when he says that he was made for this moment. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Again, I appeal to you, Holy Roller Avery. What did he mean by the biblical interpretation that he was made for this moment? Well, there was no biblical interpretation there. He just That was just him peacocking. So he was just strutting around there. I mean, but... I mean, he didn't. I, there's nothing biblical to interpret. He didn't quote anything. He was nothing. He was just like, you know, I'm the man. So I'm he a, was. Uh, for this. He was peacocking around. Peacocking. Huh. Strutting around, showing his feathers. Hmm. 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 That's all that was. Hmm. So God didn't necessarily make him for this moment, did he? Well. It, you go to the last time he threw Esther in there. You don't really hear a lot of Esther thrown around in there. <laughs> he went deep. He went deep into the corner of the Bible with that one. <laughs> yeah, that was really deep. <laughs> no Psalms, you know, no, 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 no John, no, no Revelation. You know. Nope. He, he, he hit you with the Esther. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Jews out there would say, oh, Esther, oh, Esther uh, Old okay. Testament, huh? Oh, all right. He, this, this guy might know what he's talking about. Hmm. Little Talmud, little Torah action here. Yeah, a little, a little Esther on you. Hit, hit him with this Esther. Our number is one eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. That's what his advisor told him. We're like, we ain't playing around no more. We gonna hit him with that. But little is Esther. <laughs> Our number is one eight hundred. They ain't gonna see it coming. Eight four eight WABC now. Like every holy roller out there, there comes that time in the sermon. Whether you're a Roman Catholic priest, whether you're a black Baptist minister, 
whether you're a rabbi, as a man of the cloth, it always comes down to in God we trust. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Hmm. I don't know about you, Broadway Bill Lee, all them times I was stuck in the pew on Sundays with that priest going on and on. Man, I didn't want to hear that guy talk. Four times during the service first, they pull out that wicker basket, put it up and down the aisles for the parish fund. And then there was the bishop's fund, and then there was the cardinal's fund, and then there was the fund for the parochial school. And now, do you think there'll be the fun for the illegal aliens? Can I hear you again, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan? What is this all about? What is it all about? Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. Mm. Mm. But you know, even the holy men uh, sometimes fall off their stride. And they begin to lose their godliness. And he was confronted by a former police officer just like himself, except Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, was a house mouse. He'd always be in the precinct. But that day, he was out there, man. Oh, he was kicking it. He was giving wooden shampoos. Yep, you could tell. Just look at him. The county executive Republican of Rockland County. And Eric Adams lost his spiritual way, Avery. And this is what he had to say to Ed Day, who stood up to the mayor and said, you're not sending those illegal aliens to Rockland County. County exec Day, I mean, this guy has a record of being anti-Semitic, you know, his racist comments, uh, you know, his thoughts and how he responded to this. Really, it shows a lack of leadership. I like a leadership. He's anti-Semitic in Rockland County, which is one-third Jewish, mostly Orthodox and Hasidic, who vote as a block. Could never have been elected county executive. He was anti-Semitic. And then all of a sudden, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, decided that on this illegal alien issue that he would pivot and shift. We're going to continue to pivot and shift to address uh, the influx of migrants and asylum seekers that we're, we're seeing. You say pivot and shift, and I say flip-flop. Could I hear that one more time, Reverend Adams? Could I hear it high in the sky? We're going to continue to pivot and shift to address uh, the influx of migrants and asylum seekers that we're, we're seeing. Hmm. Let's go to Susan calling from Finger Lakes. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Susan. Okay, when I heard um, Adam speaking about navigating, uh, I think um, that that he maybe was like going right towards the iceberg on the Titanic. Mm. And instead of like, you know, turning away from it, he was like on a little weed bender and that, you know, his navigation is uh, taking us uh, right towards that iceberg. Mm, mm, mm. And so you see here, 
as if he is captain of the Titanic? Well, no, he said navigate, that he was going to navigate, and his navigation is taking us towards the iceberg. Mm. Could I hear that portion again, uh, Brother Bill Lee? Could I hear that portion now to satisfy what Susan has said about the mayoral passages that he was reading to his constituents? I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. I am the most imperfect most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here, not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here because in all my heart, I believe that it's the Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. Susan, is that your continued interpretation of what the swagger man with no plan said? I... I just, I want, I wanted to say when he said navigate, I didn't hear that in your little clip there. Didn't he say something about he was going to navigate from these godly powers, but maybe the. No, no, no. What 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 I'm going to do since you use the analogy of the Titanic is I am going to look at this footage. It's video footage just taken of the Titanic wreck that is deep down near Davy Jones's locker. I don't know if you just saw that footage uh, that has emerged. So it is so, so appropriate uh, for you, Susan, to have made the analogy of the Titanic, which sank. And we are sinking. By the way, did you see that story that there are so many skyscrapers in Manhattan that Manhattan is beginning to sink? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Roger in Rockland County. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Raj. Hey, how you doing, Curtis? Um, always a pleasure to uh, speak with you, and great job on everything you've done, especially praising Ed Day. Um, you know, I'm up here, and though I'm from Astoria, and I, I hope you uh, – Campaign for Vicky Paldino last year, but um, the whole thing with the whole thing with the swagger man with no plan and his his believing that he was made to be in this place, uh, by, you know, by some divine intervention. George Patton, the greatest general of our time, probably um, felt he was ordained to be a, a great a, a great figure in history, um, but he did it from a standpoint of true faith, not just pandering. To uh, everybody in, uh, in under the sun, I, that, I think that's what he's he's probably not recognizing. It's, it's George Patton that he's, he's thinking he's he's at. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I'm I'm thinking back to that opening scene with that incredible American flag in the background as George Patton, George C. Scott came out on the stage. You see it? No sob. I want you to remember that no bastard ever won war by dying for his country. He won it by making the other poor dumb bastard die for his country. Amen? 
All this stuff you heard about America not wanting to fight, wanting to stay out of the war, is a lot of horse dung. Americans traditionally love to fight. All real Americans love the sting of battle. When you were kids, you all admired the champion marble shooter, the fastest runner, big league ball players, the toughest boxers. Americans love a winner and will not tolerate a loser. Americans play to win all the time. I wouldn't give a hoot in hell for a man who lost and laughed. That's why Americans have never lost and will never lose a war. Amazing. Amazing. Obviously, that was made uh, at the end of World War II, and boy, we've lost war since, that's for sure. But that analogy that was made in Rockland County, comparing Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, to George C. Patton playing Patton. No, no, George C. Scott. <laughs> playing Patton. It was an excellent one. Could I have my spiritual music? I need to feel the spirit. Broadway Billy, Padre, feel your spiritu santum. And I need the brother, the brother Avery here to get into his spiritual mode by referring to scripture here as we decipher bisect and dissect the technology that has been put before us by Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan. Where's my music? Where's my music? Padre Fili Espiritu Santo. Avery, you heard that comparison to General Patton, who was using a lot of curse words, which would not be acceptable within church. Have you yourself... And having read all the various verses and uh, the various uh, epistles and letters that were written by the apostles, have you uh, drawn any conclusions of how this might relate to Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, uh, Avery? Hmm. What, man? <laughs> hey, I just like to keep talking, man. <laughs> In like two weeks, I'm gonna be Pope. You keep, the way you keep deifying me. <laughs> now I read all the epistles. I read, I read all of them. All the letters. All, all the, the letters, epistles. Yeah. Of, of Paul and the apostles. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> no doubt about it. Every Sunday, I, I've seen you wailing in that Black Baptist church there with the chorus. Hey, well, look, man. Like I said, when he went to when, when he went to Esther, like <laughs> that was a good move. Like. When you in church, everybody knows the Bible. Everybody knows every verse. People people don't don't even like to even read the Bible and let you know it because they know it so well. But when you go to Esther, <laughs> I think I think everybody has to pick up the Bible and go. Hold on, wait a minute, because it's not a real referenced book. So that's why I'm saying that's. I think mm. somebody who whoever wrote whoever writes his speeches, that was a brilliant move. Because when you go to Esther. It's really time to get down and look in the book. It's deep. It's, it's deep, deep, man. That's deep. That's kind of like that's kind of like popping a wheelie, like when you're riding a bike down the street. <laughs> <laughs> this is very much crossing that Maginot line between the Old Testament and the New Testament. 
So you get everyone's attention, those who believe in Hashem and those who believe in JC. Hmm. Brilliant move. Sep, for those that bow five times a day to Mecca and Medina, Mustafa out there is not going to be thrilled with this because he believes that Hashem and JC are, in fact, part of the faith but they are not worthy of being considered God. They are apostles in their own right. I'm a little confused here, a little confused. I thought for sure that Eric Adams would not be the mayor of just Christians or just Jews, but would embrace... The APP really picked a side. <laughs> <laughs> when he did Esther, man, he, he chose his side. Hey, Esther will do that to you. I'm sorry. He chose the Jews there. There's no doubt about that. As you said, Fred, as Fred G. Said. <laughs> God dang, I never knew that the man who had beat me in the run to be mayor was so spiritually guided, so focused, so driven, not by anything internally, but externally. God had chosen him. God had placed his hands on the bald head of Eric Adams and chose him and not me. Yeah, you, you was playing records backwards somewhere. And, then the... <laughs> and I struggle from time to time to wonder why him and not me. And then I realize I have sinned. Yes, God, I have sinned. I have sinned. I have sinned. But I will never be forgiven. And I will never be mayor as a result. You heard. I'm telling you, that's what Eric Adams said. Lord, you want me or you want that? <laughs> we both not perfect, but hey, you want me or you want that? I'm not doing that, Lord. <laughs> I certainly heard. I certainly heard demons referring to marijuana there. Did I not? This has become Weed City here, Vice Land. <laughs> Our numbers, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Novi in Tribeca. Your turn to be heard here at WABC. Novi, that's a big N-O-V-I. Yeah, hi, Curtis. Yes, Novi. Can you hear me okay? Could you please uh, place your lips near the speaker so we can hear you clearly? Yes, yes. Um, I'm sorry, my phone has a fault in it, but if you can hear me. Um, did you know that there's an uh, Aramaic... Uh, 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 that was Satan speaking. Did you notice that? That was Satan. He was masking his voice, Avery. He was trying to inject his satanic verses into our discussion of what's godly, 
blood is ungodly. See, see, that's Queen talking about smoking marijuana when you back scratch their music. And I noticed they had never, ever in my 35 years of conducting talk radio programs, there was never a caller named N-O-V-I. When you reverse those letters, I-V, N-O. Yep. That was the devil. I don't get it, man. What the... He got in. He got through. I-V, I-V-O-N is, is yep. the devil? Yep. Just, just look at the reverse acronym. Ivan? You haven't figured that out, have you? No, nah, you got me on that one. Could you take it to your rev on Sunday and <laughs> kick some knowledge with rev on this, please? Yeah, okay, I'll do that. I'll run that by him. Consul- have your consultation with Rev. Say that McWhitey Whitey there was like like giving me white trick knowledge here. But I must come back with an answer, a spiritual answer, because it might well have been the insertion of demonic phraseology in the most powerful news station in the nation, 77 a.m. W-A-B-C. It's another side of midnight. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 W-A-B-C. Here's Curtis Lewa. Hello, hello, baby, you called. I can't hear a thing. I have got no service in the club, you say, say. Did you say all oh, you're breaking up on me? Sorry, I cannot hear you. I'm kind of Summoning her little monsters out there. Attended Catholic schools and blasphemed the nuns. And then turned to the ungodly art of getting on stage. And as you saw in that video, Avery was dancing cheek to cheek in a very sadomasochistic way with thunder thighs Beyonce did you see that video Avery did you see it as it looked like prison love was transpiring before the video that encased our mindset sin it was sin that was being projected on that that screen 
black sin, white sin, interracial sin. It was time, Avery, we purge ourselves of it. Put that telephone down. Because, Broadway Billy, how many times has that telephone rung? And the voice on the other end was saying to you, Do you need a date? Are you lonely tonight? For the right price, I can become your boy, girl, toy, whatever it is you want. Right? 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 The lure of state! Subtly, the sophisticated matter lured into the web of Lady Gaga. Let's go to Danny in uh, North New Jersey. Your time to be heard here at WABC, Danny. Hey, what's up, Curtis? How you doing? Bang up job you're doing. Good, buddy. Hey, listen, I figured it out. Must have been like, I don't know, the cosmos, the cosmos must align. Or maybe my Catholic school training kicked in, but didn't do too good in it. Isn't when they say in the Bible, I got the Eric Adam things down. You know why? When he talks about it, he's the chosen one. Very simple. Very simple. When in Catholic school, they say Jesus is the son of God. Am I correct? Correct. Okay. But they also didn't tell you he talks in the third person. So he's talking about he the man. It's got to be. When he, when Jesus comes down and says, my father won't like that, my father won't like that, that means he's talking about I don't like that. That's mm. me. I'm the father. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. That's, that's why he's chosen. No, no, that's well, extremely, extremely cogent <laughs> of you, Danny. <laughs> To notice that Eric Adams does speak constantly in the third person. Can I hear a little bit, uh, Broadway Billy, of exactly what Danny is talking about? I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. Mm. I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here. Not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here because in all my heart, I believe that it's the Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. Mm. I see what, I see what yeah, you mean. Right on the money, Curtis. Yeah, my fault. I don't, yeah, I've been chosen. That's because he chose himself. He thinks in his mind. Ah, I see. I see. Yeah, so I he, he has convinced himself that God yeah. has chosen him. Yes. Like a Munchausen syndrome or something like that. It's whatever they call them diseases. Like he, he thinks he's more important than he is. That is brilliant of you. How long did it take you to realize that, Danny? 
um, the stars aligned, and when they, and and I was also thinking, maybe he's jealous of the man's cloth because I, you know, he overcompensated with his suits. The line cloth, I guess, holds a little more weight than a five thousand dollar custom made, uh, whatever, uh, boot suit. <laughs> very, very cogent of Danny in North New Jersey. Let's go to Miriam calling from Queens. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Miriam. Good morning. Oh, my God. Uh, Curtis. Yes. I am so bored with, with Mayor Evans. Mm. Okay. What God is he talking about? Do you think that God wants children being killed every day by gangs, mm. by those uh, uh, people that do not care about children? Because it's not only killing them physically, but the brain with the marijuana approval. The people that put him in power is not God. It's the Democrat Party who owns the media and that have enough money from the super rich to put whatever follow their agenda in power. This is why. What do you think about why Adams nominated um, Idanis Rodriguez as the chief at the transportation department? Because he rallied the Spanish after him. So they got money to buy everybody. So don't play with God, because unless God wants to bring us another flood and exterminate the people. But now, Miriam, I want you to listen intently to the mayor who said he was made for this moment. Listen, folks, easy. We got this. You know, so I want New Yorkers to know I'm made for this moment. I'm the mayor that this moment calls for, and we're going to navigate through this. So he says, Miriam, he was made for this moment. Well, so what moment are we talking about? I don't. I haven't seen such a moment, like he called it, doing so much harm to people. Mm. Um, besides that, uh, what are the people thinking about it? Because I, I am almost sure that if he run again for elections, he will win again. Mm. So that has a lot to, you know, to be desired. What is it that we are talking and what is it that we are going to do? I'm telling you, I'm I'm telling you, we've gotten very deep here. Avery, you know what triggered this when he talked about Esther. Nobody, as you mentioned, ever talks about Esther. That's, he, he went deep, man. He went really deep on us. I don't, I, I don't think we can recover from that. Because we would have to know what Esther was saying and what she meant in the parables. I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. Mm. I mm. am the most imperfect most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here, not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here because in all my heart, I believe that it's the Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. That's deep. 
That's deep, baby. I mean, I. Well, I just what I'm here. I'm trying to trying to give you a little insight. The preacher will be uh, turn turn your Bibles to Esther four and fourteen quickly, 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 quickly. And everybody like, hold on, man. I, I ain't turned to Esther in like fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> everybody got to go to the Bible. Like, you, you, like I'm telling you, everybody had to go to the Bible on that one. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Just hit pages turning. You don't really care for music, do ya? Well, it goes like this. I'm feeling the spirit now, Esther. Esther. I'm telling you, it's always a race, too. Like, everybody, you got those people in the church that want to race and get to it the fastest, and then they just start saying it, whoever gets there first. And the Lord said, you know, and everybody got to go, oh, I was almost there. <laughs> so you mean they were brown nosing? I'm first. I'm first. Yeah, you got, you got those people. Yeah, yeah. Turn to your Bible. Everybody turn to the First Corinthians or First Colossians or whatever, and everybody. <laughs> but a lot of people know it by heart, so they just stand up and just start quoting it. You know? <laughs> and, and, and nobody, nobody's quoting Esther. Like, <laughs> I'm telling you that the mayor went real deep with did. that Esther man. He did. I'm telling you, he didn't do that by himself. Somebody got in the kitchen and cooked that up for him. I got. I, I'm telling you right now, Jews there who are davening on their Talmud and Torah, saying, "Yeah, man, I I ain't read anything yeah. about Esther in yeah. like 20 years." Esther, no, everybody said at the same time, Esther. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, everybody's just embarrassed. Right, let, me, let me go look up. Esther. What, what was that again? What was that verse again? 4 and 14? Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, go, nobody confident enough to jump out there and try to quote it. Nope, nope, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Pass, pass to say, hey, hey, Thomas there. Tell us what. Oh, no, no, not me, Pastor. Pastor. Okay, hold Ooh. on. That's what you, you, hear, you just hear pages turning. Nobody quoting, nobody ready to say. There's pages turning. No, no. Can I quote Matthew, yeah. Mark, Luke, John? No, no, yeah. no, no. We're talking Esther I now. Got, I got you on Revelations all day. I got you on <laughs> Genesis all day. <laughs> Esther. No, no. Ooh, that's deep. Yeah, somebody else get it. Somebody else grab this one. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you must have been lost in the desert for 40 years, not 40 days and 40 nights. That's the... Wow. Okay. That shows you, man. This mayor of ours, he's been... Mm. He got some tricks. He yeah, got man. some tricks. <laughs> he's been deep, deep yeah. into the law. He said, let him, let him deal with that answer before I, I try to figure out these, these migrants. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't that God saw something in me. Yes, he did. I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. That's true. I'm Set the boy low. Because the boy low. That's a Murano heart, move. I believe. <laughs> That is an Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time. Oh, God, Esther. Whoa. Where'd he pull that one from? like, good job, man. Hit him with that. That that, will buy us a couple weeks. (laughs) Until they find it. They'll buy us. Give us a couple weeks for them to find it. And then by then, we'll have the the facilities built for the the migrants. Get them out of everybody's hair. 
what would Esther have said? <laughs> and everybody, what? Scrambling around. Yeah. Oh, my God. Habakkuk. Like, that's one of those books that nobody ever. What kind of Christian are you? <laughs> you don't know Esther. You know, you know it's there. You know it's a real book, too. That, that's, the, that's the messed up part about it. You know it's legit. <laughs> It's like when a lawyer just pull a, a, a law from like the back of the. He's like, oh wait a minute, I know that's real. I just, I'm just not up on it. It's a legitimate book. He's like, he did nothing wrong. He just, he just it was, a, it was a masterful move. Man, I'm gonna have to go to a synagogue in shul to find that one. Damn <laughs> right. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God. Check this out on the weekend. Take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep, and neither does Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. out in the Hamptons. He's moving out. Guess where he's heading to? Florida. Like so many others, they don't want to pay the taxes in New York. Even though he's rolling in dough, the rich are extricating themselves and heading the hell out of here. Our number is 1-800-848-9222 as we go to the break of dawn. So you can't go to sleep on me. And most importantly, we're going to deal with Andrew Evilized Cuomo. Oh, yes, this Fachin. And Al Slim Shady Sharpton. And then, uh, oh, yeah, the Roosevelt Hotel, owned by the Pakistan International Airlines. Really? 
That's who we're dealing with. We just gave $225 million for a three-year no-break lease to house illegal aliens. Three years? Is this mayor crazy? Oh, by the way, word is out. The little rats have alerted this big rat that Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, he's not my mayor nor your mayor, he's mayor of the illegal aliens, has left the club Zero Bond, the private club where he goes to the wee hours of the morning and whatever happens in the club Zero Bond stays in the club Zero Bond. Let's go to the phones, and it's Pamela who's calling from New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Pam. Yeah, good morning. If these politicians are the chosen ones, then Satan must be exhausted from working overtime at the polling places. (laughs) uh, They're all full of themselves. They really believe that God has anointed them, chosen them, and that they must continue on because it is the will of God, not the people, the will of God. Listen, folks, easy. We got this. You know, so I want New Yorkers to know I'm made for this moment. I'm the mayor that this moment calls for, and we're going to navigate through this. We're going to navigate through this, Pam. Yeah, sure. Right. Right into megalomania and narcissism. We're going to navigate through it. Right. He's sure of himself, boy. He's filled with confidence. Yeah, that's that's confidence, all right. That's that's uh, dictatorship beyond belief. That's what dictators believe. Pamela, I wish you and our many listeners out there around the world would join me in prayer right now because I think we're headed towards a catastrophe, Pam. I believe. Oh, yeah. I believe we're that there. we are spending money at the federal level, the state level, the city level that we don't even have. This is like a teenager on a joyride. The parents are away, and and boy, there, there's going to come a payday. Boy, Woo. the house of cards is going to fall. Wait till people in New York and and the blue states get pushed out of their homes so that. Uh, you know, they can make sure they get the votes and put them into your homes. It's coming. They've already taken away your stoves, your your heating systems, your washing machines, your air conditioning. Something's got – it's going to break. Can't keep going like this. It's going to break. God, could you repeat the panoply of items that they want to take away from us, Pam? Heating, stoves, washing machines, air conditioning, cars, AM radio. That's right. Homes. They don't want single-family homes. They don't want two-family homes. They want multi-dwellings so they can shore up their votes. That is true. They want to up-zone. They want to up-zone. They want to take away what is traditional to America in the suburbs, a one- and a two-family house. You are so right. They call that up-zoning, Pamela. Yep, that's so they can fit as many as possible for the minimum amount of money. And all these and there's money to be made. All these places, these hotels, these buildings. I mean, Pakistan just made a fortune. A freaking fortune. Going right out the door to another country. And and you know, welfare checks have got to stop eventually. They already reduced DBT. 
there, you know, people think, oh, I'll keep voting for the Democrats. Well, I, I got news for you. Your welfare checks are going to go down. City workers already, their their insurance, their coverage already went down. Pensions are being affected. Why? Because if they have a bunch of immigrants who are voting their way and just pleasantly happy, then they can go on and on and on. Oh, but, you know, there's a place in East Germany called Waldseelund. Um, it's called the Camp Settlement in the Forest. It's where the elite East Germans lived and partied while the people suffered. East Germany looked like a hellhole, and it, they never recovered it, and those people lived in crap. And the elite communists lived in a beautiful make-believe uh, gingerbread house out in the Brandenburg German forest. And that's what we have now in Nantucket and the Hamptons. All the elites live real fine while we schleps, peasants, live like crap. Mm. And uh, if you don't mind repeating, you went a little too fast. I was writing it all down. All the things that they want to take from us that are like mom, apple pie, and the flag to our American tradition of growing and developing our own families and our own little half-acre plot. Right. We have no culture anymore. I mean, there used to – it started in, uh, you know, the early 70s with imports and everything. We don't have uh, muscle cars. We don't have uh, – <laughs> our, our whole culture is, like, gone. And that's what the communists want to do. They want to take away your culture. So you just sit here and fester and watch – Netflix and 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 eat and get fat and get diabetes and hopefully you die off so you the government doesn't have to support you anymore but the elite they will always live fine mm. can you see their yachts being taken away and converted no. to electric all their yachts no. in in the Greek islands and stuff no they're not going to convert those mm. or their private jets no way mm. But I'm thinking, uh, Pamela, you struck a chord because we all grew up in the 60s. We all grew up in the age of the muscle cars, the GTO, and most importantly, the Thunderbird, the T-Bird. And probably most synonymous with Americana were the Beach Boys speaking about driving out in that Thunderbird and eating up the asphalt. And that was like that was like the tradition of mom, apple pie and the flag, Pam. And you know what? And it was fun. The culture was fun. I mean, my brother um, uh, raced uh, Dodge Challengers uh, up there in uh, Green Meadows and Great Meadows in uh, New Jersey. And it's a whole culture of of fun. Just fun. Where is the fun anymore in America? People are sad and angry and, and zombies walking around like zombies. That's what the elite communists do they take away fun because it's all about power oh but they're living fine they're living real fine you know they talk about oh uh you know it, it, all the republicans are rich and you know of course they are and a lot of the republicans aren't voting the way they should but the communists and i'm talking communists which took over the democratic party they are living real fine they are real, really really living fine And I got to tell you, there's so many who are escaping both New York 
And there are so many escaping California. These were the two anchors on both sides of the coast, Pamela. And it's like people can't wait to hell to get out of here and get out of Cali, Cali. And they took California away from us. California, one of the most beautiful states and places on the face of the earth. And they've destroyed it. They've absolutely destroyed it. They've made it their playland. Oh, but they had their mansions. They went out to that laundry restaurant while everybody else was suffering with the pandemic. How many restaurants went down in New York? What was it? 21 clubs? All of them. The, the, the old establishments, gone. Never to be seen again. The old New York, the, the new generations will never see the old New York. Will never be able to experience it. It's over. The 21 Club, you're right, all the little jockeys outside, gone. Yep. I pass by there almost uh, once a week, and I look because I was so used to seeing the jockeys everywhere, you know, the uh, mannequins, and they're gone. It's it's closed. It's it's padlocked. All our, all our history, gone. Vaporized, gone. And people don't even know just how... how fun certain things were you know uh, they'll never experience it i mean i'm glad i experienced giuliani's new york i'm glad i experienced that and i experienced the 1970s new york also and i saw the difference and i figured oh new york is on the upswing great there was nothing like experience new york the theaters the this the that now it's gone it's wiped out history gone and the, and the new york skyline you know, looking at it from New Jersey, I'm looking at it. I'm like, what the heck? It looks like Hong Kong. That obelisk uh, skyscraper, what the heck is that? I want to see the Empire State Building. I want to see the old horizon, the, the way New York uh, should look. Yeah. Now it's owned and bought by China, and it, it's beginning to look like China. Yeah. No, you're, uh, you're absolutely spot on, Pamela. The days of the Beach Boys... Singing about fun, fun, fun with your daddy's T-bird as you're cruising down the street. Just seems to be a memory that we can't recapture, Pam. That's what America was known for. America was known for the pioneering spirit. Getting in your automobile and traveling across America, Route 66, all that kind of stuff. And it's not a joke. It was fun. It was fun. A lot of fun. And, and fun has gone out of America. But where is fun now? Yeah, you're, you know? not, you're not permitted to have fun because if you're making a joke at somebody else's expense, you have violated their rights and you're on the outside looking in, Pam. The comedy clubs and everything, David Brenner, all the old-time people. And, and listen, it's not that you're against progress. This is not progress. This is uh, people telling you what to do, people in your house telling you what to cook on, how to heat your house. And, you know, the people are all falling for it. These solar panels ain't going to cut it. People say, oh, I'm going to get a reimbursement on my on my IRS check. Yeah, a one-time reimbursement and a lifetime of payment. Mm. People mm. are being fooled. Our whales are being killed in the ocean, and they're lying. You, uh, there's a PSA message now where the commies are talking about, oh, the wind things are not killing the mammals. That's a falsehood, baloney. They are killing the whales and the dolphins. 
That was a seventeenth whale just came up on shore within the last twenty four hours, dead, dead, and yep, they don't yep. know. And they and they they're all perplexed. You know why? I know why, Pam. It's the windmills out there six miles off the coast. That's right, and they've got a ton of their ships out there doing demolition, and and that um, messes up their radar system. So they get disoriented. So then they're hit by the the ships. They get disoriented. They're hit by the propellers, and then they die. So they say, "Oh, they're hit by ships." Oh yeah, inadvertently because their their sonar uh, is is all messed up from all the demolition. There is you, to build those wind vanes. They got to go down, way down into the uh, Earth's crust, and do explosives. And they kill birds, migrating birds, and they're ugly, and they don't. They are not going to work. They are not going to work, and we're, and people are all falling for it. Every other day, I see people getting solar panels, and I tell them, you know, it's it's not it's not going to do it. You're selling out. We've got to fight against the the dying of the light. We've got to fight. Refuse those smart meters as long as you can, even though they're blackmailing us. And they, if you don't get them, they start adding it to your bill. And and the utility companies are working with the communists. And people are just sitting there, and all they want is their cable and, and eating. Not everybody, but a lot of people. And they're just zoning out. Well, it's going to come back to bite them because life is going to be like hell. You know, look at the old uh, Cold War movies, East Germany. That's what our life is going to be like pretty soon. Living in in uh, horrible buildings, falling apart, and and uh, fighting for scraps of food, food lines that's coming. That and is coming no, no, us. no. I, I know, Pam. I was in East Berlin before the wall came down. What you're describing is actually true. The deterioration, the buildings just, I mean, falling apart. People on bread lines, food lines. The juxtaposition between West and East was so obvious why so many people wanted to come to the West that they would actually run through machine gun uh, fields where the East Germans were trying to shoot them down before they made it to the West. You're absolutely correct. And and it's sad. And, it's it, you know, we've lived long enough to see it. And it's not like we're, oh, you're just, uh, you know, an old fogey. You don't know. We have learned. History has taught us. We know the game. We know the game and the BS. And they're feeding us the BS and the people are eating it up. And we're all going to suffer for it. You're absolutely correct, Pamela. I, uh, See, I allowed Pamela to continue on. She was uh, connecting so many different points, and she was so astute in going from one topic to the other topic, but always conflating them so that she never really escaped from her initial theme that we are falling into the abyss. And it's no longer happening slowly, step by step, turn by turn. No, it's happening El Rapido. This is another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. 
Here's Curtis Lewa. Now my love has gained its fame, yeah. song coming off of Pam, who was predicting the doom and gloom that this song by war preaches about. Let me hear it. When I take to the microphones 12 midnight to 6 in the morning, Saturday, to the break of dawn, remember, there's no escaping. You'll have plenty of time to sleep later in the day. So you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait for Cousin uh, Brucey or Vinnie Madugno or Tony Orlando without dawn. You don't have to wait for Jersey Joe Piscopo. We begin the entertainment cycle. On the weekends here at WABC, your place to be. Are you not entertained? Let's go to Warren calling from Sydney, New York. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Warren. Thank you for taking my call, Curtis. I want to say elections have consequences. You guys, for years down in uh, New York City, have made yourself a sanctuary city, elected Democrat after Democrat after Democrat, and now the it's coming back to haunt you, taking all these illegals that do it, and now you're talking about shipping them upstate. We don't want them. You guys want to be the sanctuary area. You keep them. The Republicans up in upstate New York, we don't want them. You keep them down there. You guys elected and wanted Adams and and, uh, and and illegal aliens and all this other. You guys keep them. Now, Warren, I want you to listen to this broadcast from upstate New York. I have no idea where it is in the 62 counties that make up this state. It's Delaware, it's Delaware County. All right. Well, I want you to. I want you. I want you to listen to the broadcast, uh, and I believe you're incorrect on that. I stand to be corrected. Listen closely, Warren, and let me know if you're right. Or we need to search with our GPS to find this location. County Executive P.J. Wendell has declared a state of emergency for Chautauqua County in response to the influx of migrants coming into New York State. The County Executive has been deliberating the proclamation, finally declaring a state of emergency in Chautauqua County as migrants are busing into the state. We issued a state of emergency here in Chautauqua County. Uh, it's really 
you know, uh, something we've talked about the last two or three days. Uh, we've been watching it. I met with my human services cabinet. Um, we reached out to people that are currently working with our, our asylum seekers. Um, and they flat told me, you know, the people that are boots on the ground said, we can't take any more. You have to tell them no if the question is asked, will you take more individuals? All of this is on the heels of Title 42, stopping immigrants at the border, which has come to an end. The migrants are not capable of being employed due to state and federal standards. I don't think there's a problem here in Chautauqua County because they do want to work. They have a skill set. Some of them are, are highly educated. Uh, they want to work. They want to, you know, provide for themselves. With an influx of asylum seekers, the problem is growing exponentially. We have been dealing with, you know, asylum seekers in our county um, without any assistance from state or federal agencies now for six months. Moving forward, the county executive would like to see changes coming from the state and federal level. It, it's a failed policy. The governor has to stand in front of the president and demand, one, stop the bleeding. Stop the excessive flow of people coming across the southern border. You know, that has to happen. Tuesday, New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced a state of emergency for the entire New York state. In addition, all counties in western New York, except for Erie County, have now followed suit. Hmm. So Warren, Chautauqua County. Where the hell I is that? I have no idea. I've never even heard of it. They got illegal aliens flooding in there. Oh. They're, they're trying to, we don't, in Delaware County, we don't have an executive. We have a board of, direct, a board of supervisors that run Delaware County. It's still the old farmers, so to speak, mentality in Delaware County. And, uh, but they, they've declared a, of, uh, a state of emergency. And, and, and they talked about it just the other day at the board meeting that we do not want them. We don't want them set in any way shape or form and the word that we heard was up here because i'm on the republican uh committee uh the voters committee and the word i hear is is that he wanted to ship anywhere between a thousand to fifteen hundred because he thought that that's what delaware county could take we don't have enough housing for what we have for the locals now uh, it, it's a train wreck out out of proportion and it started with your federal government and and i go a little bit farther curtis you look at any place the democrats are in charge i don't care where you go whether it be new york chicago la washington dc any place they go what do you have you got nothing but a mess well, right, and, and, right now, Warren, I got to tell you, you're down in the uh, Delaware uh, Gap area. Okay, I got that geographically. I'm looking at my map. Can I hear that broadcast again? We got to find this place because they're getting invaded by illegal aliens, too. And there's somewhere in the state of New York. I need help, ladies and gentlemen, in trying to find Chautauqua, New York. County Executive P.J. Wendell has declared a state of emergency for Chautauqua County in response to the influx of migrants coming into New York State. The county executive has been deliberating the proclamation, finally declaring a state of emergency in Chautauqua County as migrants are busing into the state. We issued a state of emergency here in Chautauqua County. Uh, it's really, you know, uh, something we've talked about the last two or three days. Uh, we've been watching it. I met with my human services cabinet. Um, we reached out to people that are currently working with our, our asylum seekers. 
Um, and they flat told me, you know, the people that are boots on the ground said, we can't take anymore. You have to tell them no if the question is asked, will you take more individuals? All of this is on the heels of Title 42, stopping immigrants at the border, which has come to an end. The migrants are not capable of being employed due to state and federal standards. I don't think there's a problem here in Chautauqua County because they do want to work. They have a skill set. Some of them are, are highly educated. Uh, they want to work. They want to, you know, provide for themselves. With an influx of asylum seekers, the problem is growing exponentially. We have been dealing with, you know, asylum seekers in our county um, without any assistance from state or federal agencies now for six months. Moving forward, the county executive would like to see changes coming from the state and federal level. It's a failed policy. The governor has to stand in front of the president and demand, one, stop the bleeding. Stop the excessive flow of people coming across the southern border. You know, that has to happen. Tuesday, New York Governor Kathy Hochul announced a state of emergency for the entire New York state. In addition, all counties in western New York, except for Erie County, have now followed suit. Ladies and gentlemen, where is Chautauqua? I've yet to be able to find Chautauqua. It is declared a state of emergency. It, too, is overrun by illegal aliens. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. It's another side of midnight. 77 WABC. Oofa. It's another side of midnight. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. This is the end. Beautiful friend. This is the end, my only friend, the end of our elaborate plans, the end. Pamela has laid out the end, my friend. You heard her eloquently go from topic to topic, conflate them. And the only conclusion that we could be drawn to is, yes, we are slowly being absorbed into the abyss. Man, this, this is depressing, man. If you ain't careful, a funeral might break out. <laughs> she was so accurate in her descriptions of the decadence and debauchery, the malfeasance, the absolute lack of any consideration we Americans have for one another at this point that we may all be forsaken. Yes, Avery. Man. Well, she was serious, man. The only thing that Pamela didn't do is quote Esther. Yeah. We're talking about solar flares. I thought that was coming next. <laughs> and don't get me started on the sun. <laughs> the solar flares, solar panels not going to help. You're correct, Pamela did not mention the solar panels from uh, Red China. But she did pretty much mention everything else. And when she mentioned the whales, the whales had struck a chord. Lost in a romance, And all 
Armageddon is coming. Pass the ammunition. Give out the AK-47s. It's just a matter of time, Avery. It's beyond your comprehension and the comprehension of some, not all, but some of our listeners. I look at what happened to Senator Fetterman in Washington, D.C., and Dianne Feinstein and... Our President Joe Biden out there in Asia with the other world leaders stumbling and fumbling. And I say, it's just a matter of time. But I understand that help is on the way because supposedly in a week or two, there is a Mashiach who's ready to throw his weight into the race to save us. Shabu! El Hefe! Chris Christie! As he cruises up and down the Jersey Shore from Wildwood to Point Pleasant, apparently he has avoided crashing into these windmills. And these massive oil tankers and cruise liners. He has not floated ashore like this most recent whale, number 17, a humpback whale. But apparently Chris Christie has indicated to his family... His olive oil wife, Pat, and their children at one point were quite small. Now they're all adults themselves. He has indicated that he must come ashore and he must enter the presidential campaign. Shavu! El Jefe! Chris Christie. Hey, put his boots on. He took a face from the ancient gallery and he walked on down the hall. He went into the room where his sister lived and then he Paid a visit to his brother and then he He walked on down the hall And he came to a door And he looked inside 
Jim Morrison, he is alive. He is alive. He is alive. Come on, baby, take a chance with us. Come on, baby, take a chance with us. Come on, baby, take a chance with us and meet me at the back of the blue bus tuna, blue rock on a blue bus tuna. Yeah. Come on, alive. You're alive, Jim Morrison. I hear you. Must be some serious drugs I'm on. He is out there. He has said he will save all of us. He had his chance to be president when those pig farmers from Iowa came to drum thwack at the governor's mansion and said, Chris Christie, save us. You won't have to eat corn or ham hocks or bacon bits or drink it down with ethanol. We will anoint you, a political Mashiach. And Shamu El Hefe, Chris Christie, looked at his wife, Pat, the olive oil of our lifetime, and she treated him like a Maytag, as she always has, and said, No, no, no. It's your, not your time, Chris. 
But now he's seen the signs. His weekly appearances, paid appearances, I might add, for Stephanopoulos Twinkle Toes on ABC has convinced him that it's his time. Ever since uh, Adams quoted Esther, boy, we've been getting deep here, Avery. This is like Jonah and the whale now. This is deep stuff. Our numbers, 1-800-848-9222. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Talking about Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. AOC. This was funny. Curtis is what Curtis was doing. I like this. AOC. Yeah, you know me. This is clever as far as Curtis goes. Over and over and over again. AOC. Yeah, you well, know you gotta me. Understand, he never stops. On the weekend, especially if he's filling in for me on a Friday, which was the case, he's got 25 hours to fill. So, I mean, a lot of that, 20 of those hours, is just repeating the same thing over and over again. Oh you, got, you, get, you got two hours of original content multiplied by 20. That's what's going to happen. So uh, I, I I thought that was going to be much worse. That's actually pretty clever, I, and it is catchy. I must it, say it, it's really bad, and it's not catchy, and it was horrible. And I it 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 actually really I was enraged. Well, I uh, may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to death your right to say it. As AOC, yeah, you know me. What is wrong? Who is that wench that he has with him? Right. What the hell is Frank Morano talking about? Original programming. It's just the most original program on WABC. It's not like anything you've ever heard. Yeah. Hit it. AOC. Yeah, you know me. Army with harmony. AOC. Yeah, you know me. This was funny. Curtis is what Curtis was doing. I like this. AOC. Yeah, you know me. This is clever as far as Curtis goes. Over and over and over again. AOC. Yeah, you well, know you gotta me. Understand, he never stops. On the weekend, especially if he's filling in for me on a Friday, which was the case, he's got 25 hours to fill. So, I mean, a lot of that, 20 of those hours, is just repeating the same thing over and over again. You got, you get, you got two hours of original content multiplied by 20. That's what's going to happen. So uh, I, I I thought that was going to be much worse. That's actually pretty clever, I, and it is catchy. I must say, it, it, it's really bad, and it's not catchy, and it was horrible. And I it 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 actually really I was enraged. Well, I uh, may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to death your right to say it. As we have the radicalization of young men, this is an issue. Um, young women are not doing this. Young non-binary people are not doing this. Trans people are not doing this. This is an issue that we have. AOC, yeah, you know me. <laughs> Avery, in 
24 hours from now, I want you to totally slice and dice up Frank Morano for what he said there. And by the way, who is that wench he had on with him? Who, uh, I don't know who she is. But she's claiming that I just repeat myself over and over. And what the hell would she know? Who the hell is she? Yours truly, the that's, Frankster. That's one of his friends or something that comes on the show and talks with him. So he lets this wench come on and diss and dismiss me. I've been here 35 years. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. And then Frank, he pimps off a ride and talks about how I do 26 hours and only have two hours of original programming. Yeah, that didn't sit right with me. That didn't sit. It's, it's, enough, it's enough for him, for him to take shots, but then to be sitting there with some chick and, you know, trying to impress her by taking shots, uh, didn't sit right. Oh, this is horrible. This is horrible. Yeah. Isn't that so great? I took Naughty by Nature's song, right? And turned it to the AOC song. Well, you know, her opinion, whatever. But I'm just saying, I don't like. I don't like the setup. I don't like the setup. That was a, that was a, a Morano thing to do. Yeah, he was setting me up, right? He was yeah. he was playing good cop. He was having her be the bad cop. Yeah, you don't let somebody. No, he was he was bad cop, worse cop. Oh man, I'm telling you, Avery. Every week you create the funniest hour in radio. You gotta you gotta double down on him. In 24 hours, 4 to 5 Sunday mornings, it is the funniest hour in all of radio. I don't care. FM, freaking morons, feeble-minded, fornicating madly, free marijuana, and, of course, Frank Morano, or AM, active-minded. There is nothing that can compete. But now I want vengeance. Vengeance will be mine. Yeah, well. Can I hear the beginning of that? I couldn't hear. I couldn't believe what... What this wench said. Who the hell is she? Yeah, that's the real question. Man. Come on. Come on, Broadway Billy. Let's run it one more time. AOC, you and me. Come on. AOC, yeah, you know me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was good, right? But like I said, man, like, I don't know. I mean, who coined the phrase AOC all out crazy? You remember on the Sean Hannity show with the audience? All of a sudden, Sean turned around to me and said, hey, say that again. AOC all out crazy. How dare he bring a wench in here and blaspheme me? Yeah, you know me. Yeah. AOC. This was funny. Curtis, this is what Curtis was doing. I like this. AOC. Yeah, you know me. This is clever as far as Curtis goes. Over and over again. AOC. Yeah, you well, know you gotta me. Understand, he never stops. On the weekend, especially if he's filling in for me on a Friday, which was the case, he's got 25 hours to fill. So, I mean, a lot of that, 20 of those hours, is just repeating the same thing over and over again. You got, you get, you got two hours of original content multiplied by 20. That's what's gonna happen. You hear this? So, uh, I, I, I thought that was gonna be much worse. That's actually pretty clever, I, and it is catchy. I must say. It, it, it's really bad. And it was horrible, and I it 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 actually really I was enraged. Well, I uh, may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to death your right to say it. As that was a setup. Hey Frank, give me a dollar every time you mention Ric Flair or Seinfeld (laughs) or or, or Shatner or or Star Trek. Give me a dollar. That was a setup, Avery. That was a setup. 
Check this out. On the weekend, Ufa. take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is the politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep, and neither does Curtis Lewa. On another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Visit my cousin Joey G to Cheech from Howard Beach with my cousin Jeannie. Then I would ring the bell in old Howard Beach. This is this was the ringtone, Avery. I mean that uh, that was quite a ringtone. And there I was, rolling through Howard Beach, New Howard Beach. To the right across Bay Boulevard, Old Howard Beach to the left. Hamilton Beach is not the blender. Past uh, Lindenwood, past Ozone Park. As we started out this program talking about the Cross Bay Motor Inn and No Tail Motel Holiday Inn without the Express. The illegal aliens are invading our country and being dispersed all over this state. Sanctuary state. Ours is a sanctuary city. And it's been that way for decades. And it goes back to the time of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo. King Cuomo I. Mario, ascendeme tu si uprovieros And you were. But there was your son, Andrew, who at the age of 23 became your campaign manager in the runoff election against Ed Koch to become mayor of the city of New York. It was quite a match. Two men from two different stratas. Mario Facha Protacomo grew up in uh, Jamaica. His father and mother had a grocery store, blue-collar working class. Ed Koch was birthed in Newark, New Jersey. Yes, not New York. Just like Alphonse Alleyboy Tomato, his pal, and Jerry Lewis. Did you know that? That's right, Jerry Lewis. And then eventually Ed Koch came to the Bronx with his family. And years later, they confronted one another in a... Democratic mayoral primary, and then eventually the runoff. Mario Cuomo was sitting uh, 
in the headquarters of the corrupt Queens County Democratic machine right on Austin Street. Presiding over that meeting was the crooked county chairman at that time, Matthew, Matty Troy. Matty Troy, who was eventually to go on to go to jail for bilking widows. Bilking widows. How could you do that? But they do it all the time. Democrats and Republicans, because it's called surrogate court, probate court. And this is where they put their beak in the trough. And he got caught. But before that, there was this momentous meeting as they laid down the analytics. The campaign analysts came in and gave the bad news to Mario Facha Brota Como and Andrew Evilize Como, who was his campaign manager. And said at this rate, with weeks to go to the end of the campaign, Ed Koch will win the runoff. And Mario, you'll have to go back to being a neighborhood lawyer in Corona near the Parkside. The Lemon Ice King. And we'll have to once again engage in the therapy that he always described that would normalize and calm him down. That is shining his own shoes. In fact, to this day, Andrew Evilize Cuomo says that he wears the shoes of Mario. Doesn't call him his father, his dad, or his pops, no. Calls him Mario. And he has desperately tried to resurrect himself right here on the most powerful news talk station in the nation, WABC. He's had, by my count, one, two, maybe three times, in which he's come onto the microphones and just will never apologize, will never admit that he did any wrong. Very much uh, like Donald Trump. Never will admit he's done any wrong. You know, they were born and raised almost side by side, one older than the other, but really Jamaica Estates, which is where the Trumps were raised. Briarwood, which is where the Cuomo's were raised. And they were family friends, yes. Yes, oh yeah, Fred Trump, father of Donald Trump, was a big supporter of Mario Facha Bruta Cuomo. Matilda, the mother still alive, God bless her, will, uh, would oftentimes come over and have tea with Mrs. Trump. Oh yeah, what's real synergy? And then, years later, Andrew Evilize Como was on the cusp of possibly becoming the Democratic nominee for president. You remember that, Avery? There was that time in the lockdown and pandemic of March of 2020, every day, Andrew Evilize Como would come on at noon. Nutatsi the cafe and will be scared with Andrew. Remember, he had his PowerPoint presentation and he spoke, and so many Americans admired him and followed him. And he had, what was that, the uh, Cuomoites? Uh, who were those people? Cuomosexuals that were following him and staring at the nipple ring he had through his nipple, and you could tell through his polo shirt when he would flex. It was a sex symbol. Many predicted he was on his way to the White House. 
And then suddenly the bottom fell out. And yes, Broadway Billy, you've seen this in this business of ours. You on the FM side at WCBS-FM, I on the AM side. When that bottom falls out, it's a long way down. But he saved himself before he landed in the bowels of hell without an asbestos suit. And he went out to Fredo's house, Chris Cuomo's house, where he resides now. In a huge Cuomo compound that very much looked like Michael Corleone's compound. Remember out in Lake Tahoe? Oh, yes. Very similar. Similar. And then soon thereafter, his wartime consigliere, Joe Pococco, was released from federal prison after doing six years. Six years! Because he took the code of Omerta. He would not reveal the corruption of Andrew Cuomo, a.k.a. Michael Corleone himself. He would not reveal it, Broadway Billy. He said, I will take it with me to the fishes in the Long Island Sound. And people looked at the sixth family of organized crime, the Cuomo family, and said, their consigliere will not drop dime. He's a stand-up guy. He's a man's man. He will not rat out the Don. There is the Bonanno crime family. There are the Lucchese's, the Columbo's. There are the Genovese's. And, of course, there are the Gambino's. My enemy of all enemies. But there is a sixth family of organized crime in New York State, and it's called Cuomo family. But as part of his restitution and resurrection, no reparations, please. No, 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 no. Andrew Evilized Cuomo is like Frank Morano, the Mameluke. He's got alligator arms. He ain't giving up any of his coin. But he realized that apologies were in order as he tries to climb his way back out of the, the La Brea tar pit, the political La Brea tar pit. That's the best way to describe it. And he will be joining our own Rita Cosby on Tuesday afternoon. Bo Snurdly will be away, so it'll be Rita interviewing Andrew Evilized Cuomo. And he says he will take your phone calls. He tried that one time, but I heard the phone calls. They were all set up in advance. You knew they had never listened to talk radio. They were like, first of all, praising him, kissing his tukis, pulling his chain and chewing his BVD. Some of those homosexuals. Knowing our listeners, somebody would have said, hey, you still got that nipple ring? That's the way it is here at WABC. Oh, no, no, no. Those are like WNYC, a.k.a. NPR callers. So I'm going to provide Rita Cosby with the questions that you want to be asked of Andrew Cuomo on Tuesday afternoon from 4 to 5. And hopefully it will make the final cut and not end up on the cutting room floor. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. But recently he had second thoughts. He never went to the mattresses to stir the marinara sauce. He never went 
to war to defend the honor of his wartime consigliere, Joe Pococo, who was led away on the daisy chain perp walk in chains and shackles. And my father's third son, who sometimes I think he loved the most, Joe Pococo, really did an extraordinary job, and they did an extraordinary job with his funeral, and we want to thank them. You know what this reminds me of, Broadway Bill Lee? I want you to play that again. In fact, this was at the eulogy that Andrew Evilice Cuomo gave for his father, Mario, when he was at St. Loyola's on the Upper East Side. The church was packed. Mario had passed away. Matilda was there. The saint that she is and the family. And Andrew acknowledged what everybody knew internally, that Joe Pococco was closer to Mario Cuomo than either Andrew or Chris Cuomo. This wartime consigliere who grew up in Cortland and Rockland County. You wouldn't think so. You would have thought he was from either Brooklyn or Queens or the Bronx, right? No, no, no. Or Staten Island. He went to Wagner College. Yep, yep, in Staten Island. But he immediately bonded with Mario when he was helping him on his gubernatorial campaign. And then he was introduced to Andrew, and it was like mixing not ammonia and bleach. It was like a soup and a sandwich, a horse and a carriage, two peas in a pod. The bond was made. (sighs) Could I hear that again, please, from the bully pulpit of St. Loyola's Church, the eulogy for Mario Cuomo given by Andrew Evilice Cuomo. And my father's third son, who sometimes I think he loved the most, Joe Prococo, really did an extraordinary job, and they did an extraordinary job with his funeral, and we want to thank them. And then just the other day on a podcast that nobody listens to nor watches, Andrew Evilice Cuomo acknowledged that he left Joe Pococo out there to be abused, misused, chained, shackled, and incarcerated. In retrospect, I should have been more vocal at the time. They used tactics that would make Senator Joe McCarthy blush. I also should have been more vocal in support of Joe because I knew what they were doing and I knew their motivation was purely political and only about trying to get me. At the time, I was advised that the less I said, the better. Uh, Keeping the story out of the headlines uh, was the best thing that we could do, because the only thing Kim and Bahara actually wanted uh, was to generate more and more press. You heard that lame excuse for not coming to the defense of his wartime consigliere. This would be similar to Michael Corleone not defending Tom Hagen. Remember the adopted son of the godfather and his wife? Remember that story? But Tom Hagen was a peacetime consigliere. He was not a wartime consigliere like Joe Pococo, no. And in fact, Joe Pococo had the following traits. He would keep his Louisville sluggers in the trunk of his Pontiac GTO, his muscle car. 
And he would come visit you, Avery, and his attempt would first be on behalf of the governor, he was his emissary, to convince you by the merit of his and the governor's argument. And then, if they couldn't convince you, they would try to bribe you with discretionary funds or tchotchkes, the likes of which have never, ever been given out to elected officials in New York State. And then ultimately, if you continued to resist, if you continued to defy the legacy of Andrew Evilized Cuomo, he would bend your leg and stuff it in your pocket. The phone would ring, and it was Joe Pococo, and fear and intrepidation would flow through your veins and arteries. Joe Pococo would say, meet me out in Central Park. We're going to do a walk and talk, knowing that the FBI, forever busting Italians, was taking photos and video of him every step of the way. But if you refused to come to that walk and talk, you were persona non grata. And don't ever go to a diner and have a sit-down with Joe Pococo because I can guarantee you in advance the FBI would have that diner wired up like a Christmas tree. Like the Lindenwood Diner and the Conduit that the Gottis and Gambinos would go to and would foolishly talk to one another openly, not realizing that FBI agents nearby in vans were listening to each and every word that they exchanged and the F-bombs that dripped from their lips. I continue to tell you that this comeback by Andrew Evilized Cuomo will never manifest itself unless he addresses what he has said in the past. Number one, he will have to answer for this statement that he made over and over again about America, this great country of ours. As we approach the Memorial Day weekend, and please don't go out there and say happy Memorial Day. It is a solemn occasion when we honor our war dead. And then upcoming Flag Day on the 14th. How many people even know that there are celebrations on Flag Day for the red, white, and blue for our symbol of America? I will be opening up another Ronald Reagan Republican Club in Throg's Neck in the Bronx. On Flag Day, we will do a tribute to the flag. Right in, uh, right in the groove of what Ronald Reagan would have done. See, people could say, what would Ronald Reagan have done? Well, I will tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. This is the statement that will be a stain on the soul of Andrew Cuomo until the day he burns in hell. Unless he amends this, and I hear that. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. Oh, God. He said this in 2014, ladies and gentlemen. That must be one of the questions. That you call up and ask Andrew Evilized Cuomo when he joins Rita Cosby 
But what he says will truly be a conversation with all of you. No hesitation. No holding back. He will answer any and all questions. Could I hear that again, Broadway Bill Lee? We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. It was never that great. It was never that great. Oh, that's not what uh, Mario would say over the years. Remember? Oh, despicable. But in addition to that foul statement that he would make over and over again with a sly smile on his face was the one that functionally has helped create this crisis with the illegal aliens. He demeaned ICE, Immigration and Naturalization Service, Limigre. Every day they get detainers spit out by a computer and they put on bulletproof vests and carry a gun and they have to go out and deal with the very bad hombres who have stolen in their way into America and exist on the fringes and in the darkness of cover. And as Trump said, they are bad hombres. We're talking drug dealers, gangbangers, MS-13, 18th Street from the Dominican Republic, the Trinitarios, and others. I think, I think to myself and I say, Say it ain't so, Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo. Say it ain't so. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. You will have to answer for that statement, Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo. Listening on our FM outlet, it reaches the Hamptons as we speak. W-L-I-R. It's another side of midnight. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. I'm not fuzzy. I don't want to be fuzzy. I don't even know what fuzzy means. I'm from New York. We don't have fuzzy in New York.
Yeah, this fits Andrew Evilized Cuomo. Mr. Big Stuff, who do you think you are? Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Till the break of dawn, I'm taking all of you. That's 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Dan in Long Island. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Dan the Man. Yeah, Curtis, you were giving the uh, El Jefe report earlier. I wanted to suggest a new theme song for him, uh, Cheech and Chong's Save the Whales. Have you ever heard that? Wow, Cheech and Chong Save the Whales. Boy, that that's almost as difficult as finding passages, uh, Avery, about uh, Esther. It's not at all. You put YouTube, it comes right up. It's from uh, Nice Dreams. Okay, so hold on, Seth. So it's from Cheech and Chong, Save the Whales. Yeah, that's... Do you think uh, young Chris Christie, while watching this, was smoking doobs uh, in his house in New Jersey? It could be. He must have tucked it in the sand when the helicopter flew over. Well, remember, he always had the munchies. I remember him on that boardwalk in Seaside Heights. He two-fisted. Right. He had the custard there. Remember the swirl there, the uh, orange and white custard there. And two of them, two cones in his hand, and a guy came by in a, a bicycle and said, Hey, don't you think you're pigging out like that? And the guy's, and Chris Christie said to the guy, Hey, why don't you come over here? I'll punch your schnoz right down your, your throat. You remember that, Dan? Yeah, he pulled it in. This makes sense. This makes a lot of sense, Dan. Do appreciate that. We'll try to incorporate that into our playlist, uh, Dan the Man. Every time we it's a goodie. Every time we talk about Shamu El Hefe off the beach. The hell happened there? You have it? Oh, you couldn't find it? I can't believe that, Bill Lee. He told you where it is. You can't find it. What, what you're a fuddy dud? You, you've been over at WCBS FM too long with Joe Corsi, right? Get off the beach. It's like you're, you're just uh, you're just like a uh, you're a bot. I mean, that's really like bots. You're you're a bot. Get a, off the beach. A bot. He said though that he will be entering the presidential race. By next week, Shamu! LFA, Chris Christie. Our number is 1 800 848 Let's go to Doc, who's calling from Manhattan. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Doc. Oh, what happened to Doc? Yo, Doc, what's up? Yo, Doc! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! See, this is the problem. This is the problem that some of you are half-steppers. Say you're gonna make it with me to the break of dawn. You're gonna, you're gonna be sitting with me all six hours, one eye open, one eye shut, and then you cheat on me. You cheat on me! And you fall asleep. Or, worse yet, 
your cell phone runs out of power because you're listening on the app. You've called in on your cell phone, and then all of a sudden, you lose the program. Oh, God, because you run out of juice. How are you going to charge up all these electric cars? They don't have enough juice out there. You know where I was uh, in the evening on Friday before coming into the studios of WABC to do show prep? I was uh, at a brand new car dealership opened up in the empire of Capel, Howie Coppell. God, Howie Coppell is like got to be in his 80s. And he owns every conceivable kind of dealership along Northern Boulevard. I mean, that's that's uh, Automobile uh, Alley, Major World on one side, Paragon on the other side. And then Capel. You have Capel Mazda. You have Capel Ford. You now have Capel uh, Hyundai. You have Capel. Uh, now, what's the other big one he's got? He's got another big one. Anyway, it'll come to me. And there we were at the grand opening. Right there on Northern Boulevard. And I said to myself, this man was friends with my Kumbadachich Rudy Giuliani. And we all have our good times and we all have our bad times. And it was that moment in his mayoralty he had hit rock bottom. He had been caught by his wife at the time, Dana Hanover, former broadcaster at Channel 11 snacking on the nurse Judy down the block there from Gracie Mansion. And she told him, out you go. Imagine, you're the mayor. And she kicks him right out of Gracie Mansion. At least they were there. I mean, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, never goes to Gracie Mansion at night. In fact, he is at the apartment of Johnny Petrosian, of the Petrosian twins. These are convicted felons. They have a condo right across the street from the United Nations in the 90-floor Trump Tower. Why does he go there every night? I ask you, Avery, why does Mayor Eric Adams go to that apartment every night when he's got all of Gracie Mansion? Well, guess what? If you're not using Gracie Mansion, how about we send the illegal aliens there, huh? Send them there. 1-800-848-9222. one 848 to Doc here in Manhattan. 1-800-848-WABC. Let's go to Chris in the Catskills. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Chris. Good morning, Curtis. Chautauqua is 180 miles west of Binghamton on Old Route 17, Interstate 86. And how the hell did the illegal aliens get there? Well, I'll tell you something, Curtis. My county executive, whom I know quite well, just announced today, front page of the Kingston Freeman, illegals aren't coming here yet. And there's a county legislator that's given her a real hard time about no plan with this. But we just, there was a scandal uncovered where They were using a roadway in that's fallen apart in Kingston that's being run by Pakistanis. And the social services for the county was putting homeless people in there from around Kingston. And we're running out of hotels to put them in. So we were sending some to Newburgh, 
We're sending some to Green County, which is very rural, doesn't have a lot of hotels. And uh, I drove on Route 208 from Monroe, Orange County, where I get allergy shots, to New Paltz because the throughway was backed up, heading back north. I saw it on my way. <clears throat> I saw emergency response vehicles and buses on in a location on Route 208 uh, near Washingtonville in Orange County, and it, it was very suspicious looking. There was a num dozens of those vehicles, and it was like a gated-off area. I'm wondering if that has something to do with all the illegals coming into upstate in Orange County. Could be, but I noticed that Eric Adams has intentions on trying to drop illegal aliens from New York City into Sullivan County and the Irish Alps, the Jewish Himalayas. And as you remember, he said that he wanted to send them to the SUNY Junior College up there. Yes, Sullivan County has a lot of housing. Sullivan County Community College and actually Monroe County Community College in Rochester, they're the only two community colleges in the SUNY system in New York State that have dormitory and apartment housing. Has your county supervisor told them, hell no, I am issuing a emergency executive order and appealing for a restraining order uh, to be at least initially given by a judge pending a hearing? No, God, no. Oh, my God. Curtis, she's very progressive, like in the people that helped her get elected are militant progressives. No, no, no. Oh, when boy. I was in the legislature, there was actually a resolution that came up six years ago, and it was to make the county a sanctuary county. And, you know, man, representing the Purple District, there was a split kind of legislature back then that was – the only meeting I ever missed in four years. I will tell you this, though, Chris. Um, you know, there are many counties who claim that they're not a sanctuary county. How can you remain a non-sanctuary um, location when, in fact, the state of New York has been a sanctuary state for eons? It appears like decades. Uh, they were a sanctuary um, state all throughout the 12 years of George Pataki. They were a sanctuary state during Mario Facha Bruta Como and then his son, Andrew Evilized Como. So um, how can you exempt yourself and claim as a county supervisor you are not a sanctuary county when, in fact, the state you uh, reside in and uh, pay taxes to is, in fact, a sanctuary uh, state? People don't understand the supercision of these laws. I, I heard you making that statement on the radio uh, yesterday. I was laughing when you were uh, poking fun at Peter King for not understanding the uh, home rule um, supercision, the way it works in New York. Now, Chris, I am collecting questions for Andrew Evilized Cuomo, um, our colleague, Rita Cosby will be interviewing him one-on-one -on, -one on Tuesday between 4 and 5, so she has requested some initial questions. If you had a chance 
What question would you ask Andrew Cuomo, who's trying to resurrect himself politically? You know, I was the last caller that got on the air when he was had that night with uh, John Casamatini's, and I asked him three questions, and he only answered two. So I would want a chance for him to answer that. It was the first question. Would you have signed the Grieving Families Act that Kathy Hochul vetoed? And we all know she took money from the from the hospital lobby, from the nursing home lobby, from the orthopedic surgeons lobby. She waited 30 days to call that bill up after it was passed. The end of the session last year, June 28th, she waited six full months to call it up right before New Year's. And then she waited the last possible day before it would have been a pocket veto, and she vetoed it at 11 o'clock at night. And mind you, Curtis, it passed in 56 to 7 through the Senate. Bipartisan support. Well, I will tell you, uh, Chris, that is the first question I have on my list. I will be submitting it as requested to Rita Cosby, and hopefully you'll make the final cut. Andrew Evilize Cuomo has said he will be open uh, to people questioning him by phone and his appearance, his special appearance with Rita Cosby this Thursday, um, actually Tuesday. Uh, James Golden will be away, so they'll be doing it during the three, make that four to five o'clock hour, right before John Katsimatidis' five o'clock roundtable discussion. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. It's another side of midnight. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Funky Cole Medina by Tone Luke from Oaktown, a.k.a. Oakland. This was one of the favorite songs of our colleague, dearly missed here at WABC, Bernard McGurk, who this studio is named after. And as you know, uh, is the precursor before any programs that I do. It is uh, said over and over, broadcasting from the Bernard McGurk studio, as it will always be. But I remember out of the many songs that he would choose, and Bernard McGurk had a very eclectic uh, sort of viewpoint towards picking songs. This one he liked a hell of a lot. Boy, I could have imagined if he was still alive, 
the kind of questions that he would ask Andrew Evilized Cuomo. He was no fan of Cuomo. And uh, there was never a better interrogator of information than uh, Bernard McGurk. We miss him so. We miss him dearly. And it's a warning to everybody out there that a simple prick of the finger to get the blood to put the schmear on the little uh, glass plate that then gets uh, analyzed and determines whether you have the potential of having any prostate cancer. That test should be taken uh, starting at the age of 40. Don't delay. Do not delay. Look, Bernard McGurk ended up passing away at the age of uh, about 62. And unfortunately, he was in great health prior to that, would work out, would spend quality time at home, would eat well, didn't uh, appear to smoke or drink uh, uh, or do any of those vice-like things that might cause your life to unravel. And yet, did not take a simple blood test, a prick of the finger, to test as to whether potentially you might have prostate cancer. And there are so many remedies. 99% of them now don't even involve the removal of your prostate as it did when uh, I was afflicted in 2014 with the stage 4 prostate cancer. Unfortunately, I had uh, the surgery done by robots. A robotic surgeon worked on me, and let's just say... He left a lot to be desired. They talk about AI, artificial intelligence. They talk about robotics. Uh, I give that a double oofa. Just give me my prostate back. And I wonder, as a loyalty test, a litmus test here, Avery, our phone screener and our nighttime producer, if you had been part of the show back in uh, 2012 when I was diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer, Would you have been willing to donate a prostate to me in order uh, for me to avoid having uh, suffered as long as I did? Would you have been willing to donate your prostate to me, Avery? Yeah, come on. Come on, Avery. Come on, man up. Would you have donated your prostate to me? Look at that. He's got to think about it. What is this, a moral quagmire for you? It's either you're going to give me your prostate or you're not going to give me your prostate. What? What's up? No, I'm not big on donating body parts, man. No, 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 no. This is your prostate. You can survive without a prostate. I've proven that. Anybody can. Come on, man. Look at that. Look at that. He's, you're vacillating. If I was dying... On the floor, and the surgeon came into you, Avery, and said, "Look, donate your prostate, and Curtis will live." What would you have done? If you're dying on the floor, I'm yeah. not walking in there. You, you, you creating all these scenarios, man. I'll bet you, if I was on fire in the middle of the street, you wouldn't urinate on me to put out the flames, right? I never understood that that phrase. Like, I'm not urinating. Why, like, why would you? But I, I understand what it means, but I just. What do you mean you understand what it means? I mean, yeah, you know, if you're not really, if you don't like a person or something, but you wouldn't urinate on them if you well, were on fire? Well, if they requested it as a golden shower, <laughs> I mean, a little freaky deaky action there, but hey, that's funky cold Medina. 
A.K.A. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know who it is from Oaktown, Cali, Cali. Funky Cole Medina. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Up next, uh, we have to listen to the eulogy that was given by Al Slim Shady Sharpton. To a guy that you would think, based on all the film of him on television, was doing the moon dance, dressed in uh, Michael Jackson garb, right on up until the day that he got put into a chokehold, surrounded by two other good Samaritans who are now being called bad Samaritans by Al Slim, Shady Sharpton, and others who are adversarial. And man, they're going for the whole enchilada. They want a lawsuit, and they want money, and they want lots of money. And I notice it's being handled by very few. It is not being open to the general public. So I'm assuming the general public is not welcome to accompany you, uh, uh, Avery. Look at that. Again, he's vacillating. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alana calling from Westchester. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Alana. So, Curtis, I was just thinking that he said that God, um, the mayor said that God um, was there for him to make him mayor. So I was thinking about that. And logically, no, God wasn't there for Mayor Adams, basically, God was there reaching out for all the dead people that have been killed in New York City needlessly, cops, kids, mothers, you name it. That's what God was doing. He was too busy to pay attention to Eric Adams. And it is embarrassing in New York what is going on with people, you know, being hurt and shot and killed. People are not supposed to be dying like this, you know, Curtis? No, you're absolutely correct. Uh, But, Alana, uh, this, unfortunately, is the problem that we have. We have a mayor with an attention deficit disorder. He jumps from scenario to scenario like a bumblebee jumping from flower to flower to get the ingredients that are going to satisfy the queen bee back at the hive. But there is no satisfying New Yorkers unless you're doing your job. And quite frankly, in talking to a wide variety of residents of New York City who actually vote and voted in Eric Adams as mayor over me, I look him straight in the eye and I say, well, now, Broadway Billy, you voted for him. You wanted Eric Adams. You're going to have to suffer. You're going to have to suffer. So the next time around... uh. You'll be kicking that bum right out into the streets with his whole closet full of $5,000 customized suits. Where did he get the money for that? Check this out. On the weekend, take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep, and neither does Curtis Lewa on another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now, to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa.
This is the entertainment portion of WABC, which starts on the weekends and then rotates all through the schedule. But we kick it all off, 12 midnight to 6 to the break of dawn. You're not going anywhere. Oh, no, you're not going to sleep. Not to the break of dawn, not until 6 o'clock. You got to stick with me. It's almost like uh, I'm an appendage to you. And look, I got to play Thriller, a Michael Jackson song. As you know, to me, he's a pedophile on a pedestal. And why am I playing Michael Jackson? Because every time we ever talk about the young man, Nelly, who was strangled by the Marine in a chokehold with the aid of the two uh, good Samaritans who are now being called bad Samaritans by Al Slim Shady Sharpton and AOC All Out Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her little mini-me's. What is it we see on TV? This young man doing the moonwalk and the Michael Jackson imitation from 10 years ago. With the sequin glove, oh yeah, with the jacket, oh, the whole nine yards, the only thing he was missing was bubbles. But he was out there dancing and prancing in Times Square and on the subways, going from car to car, begging for money while performing. A street performer and a subway performer, but then he hit rock bottom as the... uh, Mental health disorders that he had carried with him from his teenage years began to really click in. And the schizophrenia that was obvious to so many wasn't being treated or dealt with. And he became one of the 50 most dangerous, emotionally disturbed homeless people in the subway system who was living there. And how do we know he was rated in the 50? Because there is a group that he get paid millions of dollars to rate the homeless and the emotionally disturbed. Uh, Eric Adams, Swagger Man with No Plan, just had a press conference in which they are going to rate the shoplifters and the boosters in terms of who steals most and who steals least. And then what are they going to do with that list? Are they going to read it once and then double check it twice? So all we do is make lists. We don't arrest the shoplifters and keep them in jail. And we don't take the emotionally disturbed and the homeless and either put them in a shelter or put them in a psychiatric hospital. We make lists. We make lists. We make lists. But I digress. Let's go to the um, liar for hire. He's got uh, two, the estate of Nelly, Nelly, which has been left behind. And then all of a sudden, uh, family members seem to emerge out of every nook, cranny, and corner because they smell a civil lawsuit filed against the MTA money-taking agency of Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb because four days after he was put into a headlock on the floor of an F train at 2.30 in the afternoon on a Monday, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb said, Neely was a passenger on the subway system and his family is entitled to justice. And right then and there, every attorney could smell... Scato money. That statement alone will cause a huge payout by the sucker taxpayers of New York State because the governor couldn't control herself and take a more measured approach like uh, Eric Adams did. Yeah, I'm giving him props for that. Instead of going over the deep end like Al Slim Shady Sharpton, who wanted not just the Marine arrested and charged with murder, 
But the two good Samaritans, who he's referring to as bad Samaritans, and of course AOC all-out crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who on day one called it murder, and the next day decided to jack it up and call it a, um, a lynching, and then the third day she scored the trifecta, the troika, the trinity, by calling it an execution. So here is this liar for hire. He's got two of these legal beagles at his beck and call talking about his former client, meaning former because he has passed to the half hour, uh, to the hereafter, Neely. Jordan loved Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson wrote a song that says, uh, I'm looking at the man in the mirror and, and I'm asking him to change his ways. And I'm saying that, that that song talks about looking at ourselves, at our city, and looking at that reflection and asking ourselves, do we like what we see? Do we like how we treat one another? Do we like how we judge one another? And the bottom line is, this story says we can't answer yes to that. We cannot answer yes. We have to look at the changes that need to be made from the top down. As I turn up the collarbone, my favorite winter cold, this wind is blowing my mind. I see the kids in the street, but not enough to eat. Who am I to be blind, pretending not to see them? Now, I've listened to the words of this song so far. Broadway, Bill Lee, you who played this stack of wax many times over there at WCBF-FM with your colleague Joe Causey. I didn't hear in this song what the hell his lawyer was talking about. Can I hear that again, please? Jordan loved Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson wrote a song that says, uh, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. And, and I'm asking him to change his ways. And I'm saying that, that that song talks about looking at ourselves, at our city, and looking at that reflection and asking ourselves, do we like what we see? Do we like how we treat one another? Do we like how we judge one another? And the bottom line is, this story says we can't answer yes to that. We cannot answer yes. We have to look at the changes that need to be made from the top down. I didn't hear any of that in this song. What, 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 did they have a course in law school where they analyze, they dissect, and they bisect Michael Jackson songs like uh, Avery, our phone uh, screener and nighttime producer, is in the midst of chopping up 20 hours of the Frank Morano Other Side of Midnight, Monday through Fridays from 1 in the morning to 5. And in 24 hours, he will have for you the funniest hour in all of radio where Frank Morano ends up making fun of himself and doesn't even realize it. What a stoner! But, Broadway Billy, I did not hear 
what this lawyer was talking about. I'm going to give you one more chance. One more chance. I've listened to the words intently, even though it hurts, because this is a pedophile on a pedestal, Michael Jackson. Let's give it one more whirl. Jordan loved Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson wrote a song that says, uh, I'm looking at the man in the mirror, and, and I'm asking him to change his ways. And I'm saying that, that that song talks about looking at ourselves, at our city, and looking at that reflection and asking ourselves, do we like what we see? Do we like how we treat one another? Do we like how we judge one another? And the bottom line is, this story says we can't answer yes to that. We cannot answer yes. We have to look at the changes that need to be made from the top down. Man, that is deep, Avery. Uh, this goes back to Esther. Eric Adams kicking uh, Esther out there for the Holy Rollers. What's going on with this, uh, Avery? Have you have you analyzed uh, what this uh, liar for hire has said? What? What liar for hire? The liar for hire. You're the uh, lawyer for the estate. Yeah, the man of the mayor. He quoted the song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was pretty deep, right? Well, no, you said the lyrics. I understand that, but you think you think he was kicking knowledge to everybody about his client? No, he was saying the lyrics that Michael Jackson came up with, what, 20 years ago? I could do that. <laughs> what, you want to retain him for that? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, my God. Where did they find these guys? <laughs> and then, of course, who emerged? The minister of hate of New York City, the self-appointed leader of the Black Lives Matter division of the five boroughs of the city of New York, which has turned over a new leaf and become big, large mansions. They're in the real estate in- industry. Uh, thanks to your very generous donations in the summer of March of 2020, because you were intimidated, you were frightened, you put up Black Lives Matter signs everywhere, and you paid extortion hoping that they would leave you and your property alone. Hawk Newsom! Yeah, 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 yeah. The man that killed Jordan nearly has to turn himself in. Let me explain something to y'all. We were the first group in this country to demand that the mayor prosecute the man who killed Jordan Neely. You know him, the Michael Jackson impersonator that was strangled on the train and the police let his killer go. We were the first group to demand justice. We took to the streets, we kept the pressure on. We've been outside this district attorney's office right here all day and said we ain't leaving until they prosecute this man. And guess what? Guess what? They are prosecuting Daniel Penny. So tonight, we gonna be out here, out here partying. We got food coming. We need a DJ. We need some music. It's up because people power works. To everybody who said, "Nah, y'all shouldn't be protesting doing this," you this work. You need to get in the streets. Pressure works. Man, he dropped the f bomb on all of us, right? Hey, by the way, Broadway Billy, did you go and DJ that event? And what's that yeah, yeah, yeah thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. What the hell does that mean, Avery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the yeah thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? 
That's black talk, man. You're going to have to decipher for me because I'm a McWhitey Whitey. Yeah, 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 yeah. It means yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What the hell does that mean? Oh, my God. Yes, I agree. I would, I would like that. that. That is a good, that is a positive result. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. When we come back, Al Slim Shady Sharpton was up in the bully pulpit of a black Baptist church in Harlem saying the eulogy for the departed Neely as he continued to call for the two good Samaritans that he calls now bad Samaritans to be arrested and charged with murder, he's not happy with the manslaughter charge against the Marine, and yet many of you have contributed to a fund, a defense fund, that is now approaching $3 million. It's another side of midnight, 77 WABC. This is Another Side of Midnight with Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. He's a bad mother. Watch your mouth, Billy. Watch your mouth, Avery. He's Shaft. Yeah, 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 yeah. Isaac Hayes. Stax Records, Memphis. Scientologist. He's a bad mother. Watch your mouth, Hulk Newsome. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, Hulk Newsome. Shaft was a bad mother. Watch your mouth. That's the man with the master plan. Shaft, he's a bad mother. Watch your mouth, Billy. Yeah, yeah. Shaft is a bad mother. I'm talking about 
Your mouth out, Slim Shady Sharpton. Watch yeah, your yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. Shut up, Hawk Newson. Let's hear Al Slim Shady Sharpton as he tries to get into the groove, giving his eulogy at that Black Baptist Church to uh, nearly his family, AOC All Out Crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the public advocate of the city of New York, my God, the man who... Uh, None of his uh, employees, all 60, come to work. They supposedly do their work virtually. And uh, they were all given a standing ovation to Al Slim Shady shot there. There was no weapons. There was nobody was threatened. And you grab them and put them in a chokehold. Two people hold, hold them down. And you go to the precinct and they let you go. If Jordan was impersonating Elvis Presley, if Jordan had been a different race and they had him impersonating Elvis, and a black guy put Elvis impersonated in a chokehold, and two black guys held him down, they would not have let that black guy leave the precinct that night. The world on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn. So get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty... You know, there's two uh, groups of impersonators I hate out there. Elvis impersonators and Michael Jackson impersonators. Why? Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. How... Because they're both pedophiles on a pedestal. Oh, yeah. Elvis snacking on what? 13, 14 year olds? Come on. Don't tell me that was a southern thing. His cousin. Great balls of fire. Jerry Lee Lewis, right? Had it in his DNA, too. What was he snacking on a 13, 14 year old? Las Vegas with your neon flashing and your one-arm bandits crashing all those hopes down the drain Fever Las Vegas turning day into nighttime turning night into daytime if you see it once you'll never be the same again I'm gonna keep on the run I'm gonna have me some fun if it cost me my very last dime When's the last time you saw an Elvis impersonator on the subway train, right? 
That's like when Eric Adams said, you know, they're barbecuing in the subway. They got barbecue pits in the subway barbecue. What the hell is El- Al Slim Shady Sharpton talking about? Elvis impersonators in the subway? There was no weapons. There was nobody was threatened. And you grab them and put them in a chokehold. Two people hold, hold them down. And you go to the precinct and they let you go. If Jordan was impersonating Elvis Presley, if Jordan had been a different race and they had him impersonating Elvis, and a black guy put Elvis impersonator in a chokehold, and two black guys held him down, they would not have let that black guy leave the precinct that night. It was now, I don't know about you, Broadway Bill Lever. I have never seen an Elvis impersonator in the subway. Avery, have you seen a Elvis impreson- impersonator in the subway? Of course you have. Uh, let's hear some more of the hate dripping from the lips of Al Slim Shady uh, earlier on Friday at the eulogy for Neely, who um, was being... Uh, Laid to rest afterwards uh, from that black Baptist church in Harlem. I heard the governor of Florida, DeSantis, say that the man that killed Jordan was a good Samaritan. Well, and they raised over $2 million for this man. Well, I know, Governor DeSantis, that you putting black history and LGBTQ and Latino out of the school. But I have a Bible to put in the governor's office. What the hell is he talking about? Yo, I need your help here. <laughs> what the hell? I need to hear that again. He's taking what out of the schools? I heard the governor of Florida, DeSantis, say that the man that killed Jordan was a good Samaritan. Well... And they raised over $2 million for this man. Well, I know, Governor DeSantis, that you putting black history and LGBTQ and Latino out of the school. But I have a Bible to put in the governor's office. Putting Latino out of the school? That doesn't even make sense. But anyway, just remember, he's shaft. He's a bad mother. Watch your mouth. It's out, Slim Shady Charlton. Let me hear some more of that hate, that venom dripping from his lips. The sad part about it, the sick part about it, is that he's been choked much of his life. The agencies that failed to keep him and give him mental health choked Jordan. Those that let him go, even though they had his record of needing help, they choked Jordan. The city agencies choked Jordan. He'd been choked most of his adult life. 
He's an example of how you're choking the homeless, how you're choking the mentally ill, how you're choking all over this city. And we come to say this choking got to stop. Man, he did not bring his A game to that eulogy. You know, he's dissing and dismissing his brother in solidarity. Eric Adams, swagger man with no plane. You do realize that. Man, what was man? He did not bring his A game, man. This is like when he was a boy preacher, you know, the opening act for Godfather of Soul, Soul Brother Number One from Stone Avenue in Brownsville. Never ran, never will. It's Lou Robert Al Sharpton. He, he go I out. first got the call about Jordan, and later talked with Johnny Green who is pastor here, and Johnny Green told me of how Jordan's mother was killed. And her funeral was right here. And Jordan sat right there and watched his mother funeralized, who'd been chopped up. And he'd never been the same. Jordan was not annoying someone on the train. Jordan was screaming for help. We keep criminalizing people with mental illness. People keep criminalizing people that need help. They don't need abuse. They need help. Well, wait a second, Reverend Sharpton. How come you don't pick up the phone and talk to your homie? Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, right? He's he's the mayor now. He obviously isn't dealing with the emotionally disturbing. Then, what about your former friend, Comrade Bill De Blasio, part-time mayor, dope from Park Slope, and his wife Charlene? They out Slim Shady Sharpton. You know they stole one and a half billion dollars of tax dollars that was supposed to go to helping the emotionally disturbed out in the streets, in the subways, in the parks, and they didn't spend Jack Diddley squad on the on the homeless and emotionally disturbed. They probably parked it in a bank account in either Panama, Switzerland, Antigua, the Cayman Islands, or maybe co-joined with uh, where you've uh, kept your bank accounts over the years, where you've uh, definitely been able to make a lot of moolah schmoolah. And scattered. Let me hear some more eulogizing here, Billy. I didn't know you. I know your aunt, and I've talked to your dad. One thing I promise is in your name, we're going to change how they deal with homelessness. In your name, we're going to change how they deal with the mentally ill. In your name. We're going to change services in this city. Jordan, you didn't die for nothing. What they meant for bad, we'll make good. We're going to have a new city and new city services. So if we look angry, we are. But we're not mad. The between going mad and being angry, yes, we're angry. Because we had another funeral we shouldn't have had to be at. Yes, we're angry. Because you see our children as objects rather than human. Yes, we're angry. 
because you keep choking us to death rather than leaving, living, and building, and building, and building us up. What the hell is he talking about? Yo, he went textbook on this one, man. He went textbook on this one. Man, I noticed he didn't quote Esther. No, no, no. This, this, ain't, this, this ain't the occasion for Esther. Hold on, Jay. Can I? Can we kick in uh, Eric Adams talking about Esther, man? I, I want to see if this... I mean, look, Avery said it don't flow into this eulogy. I, I think it does. Because I think if all of a sudden Eric Adams were there, instead of being on the fly, instead of being on the go, instead of being at Club Zero Bond till the break of dawn, I really think that that would have... The house would have just stopped in its tracks and would have picked up those Bibles, you know, that are right in the front of the pew and would have been desperately looking for that passage of Esther. Nah, this ain't an Esther moment, man. How do you know? You act like you're an expert. On you the, went harder. You, you act like you're an expert on the writings about <laughs> Esther. Sharpton would have went hard at um at, at uh, Adams if he would have been there. Oh. Adam knew, Adam knew better than to show up to this. Oh. Uh. Uh, so you mean instead of the McWhitey Whitey Marine being the target, the focus would have been right there. Sharpton might have came down from the pulpit and, and, and talked right to Adams. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that would not have been good. Yeah, Adams would have had to leave. But remember, we started this program with Eric Adams saying it was God that chose him to be our mayor at this time. It was God who determined that he would lead us to the promised land. I would not be the mayor of the city of New York if it wasn't If it wasn't what? That God saw something in me. I am the most imperfect, most perfectly imperfect human being. I am here, not because I'm the smartest, not because I'm the brightest. I'm here because in all my heart, Whole I different tone. that is the Esther 4 and 14th moment. God made me for such a time like this. Come on, we would have asked Reverend Sharpton, what the hell is Eric Adams it's talking a, about Esther? It's a whole different tone right here, mm, man. Mm, mm. Wait a second, then, then one, more, one more jammy. How we lucky that at this time in our miserable lives, with all these illegal aliens invading our country due to Eric Adams welcoming them in, we should be grateful that Eric Adams is at the helm. Listen, folks, easy. We got this. You know, so I want New Yorkers to know I'm made for this moment. I'm the mayor that this moment calls for, and we're going to navigate through this. Are you telling me if he was sitting in that front row, uh-uh. he wouldn't have been able to drop that kind of no. lingo, right? Think of, think, of, think of the video when they drop a, a cat in a piranha tank. Uh-oh. That would have been, been Eric Adams. Now, do you think that was appropriate, knowing how my wife Nancy's going to take to that imagery? Oh, all right. So think of... Think of uh, yeah, amend that, please. Please. Uh, uh, take an Etch-A-Sketch and get rid of that image. Think of, think of the, 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 um, the time-lapse footage when, when they show how ants just devour a carcass. All right. All right. That's much better. But I need Sharpton eulogizing right now, Brother Billy. 
You're holding back the best Sharpton for us. Come on, Bill Lee. Give I us- want to know who called the order yeah. that it was all right yep. for this man to choke this yeah. brother to death no. and go home and sleep in his bed. Oh, no, no. Adam's not coming to this. <laughs> who gave the order <laughs> that it was all right to release him? Uh-uh. We can't live in a city where you can choke me to death with uh. no provocation, no weapon, no threat, and you go home and sleep in your bed while my family got to uh-uh. put me in a cemetery. There must be equal justice under the law. I'll tell you the part where Adam's going to leave. I'll tell you the exact part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keep, yeah. And keep running it. I'll tell you the exact part. Yeah, let's hear it again. Let's kick knowledge towards Avery here. Al Slim Shady Sharpton. Same cut. Same cut, Broadway Bill. When Adams give him the signal, he's going to give his guy the signal to go get the car. <laughs> I want to know who called the order. Uh-oh. That it was all right. No, this not. For this man to choke this brother to death and go home and sleep in his bed. Who gave the order? Mm-mm. That it was all right to release him. We can't live in a city where you can choke me to death with no provocation, no weapon, no threat. And you go home and sleep in your bed while my family got to put me in a cemetery. There must be equal justice under the law. Yeah, this, this, this is the seasoning. I'm talking about the part where he goes, Jordan, you didn't die in vain. Yes, we won't stop. That, this is after. This is after. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, see, see Adams would have been way gone by now. <laughs> you hear the crowd? He didn't way gone. I see AOC up there. She trying to put the groove to her see, move. Now, this is a way, this is all different than the Esther comment. This is all different than the Esther comment. No peace, no justice, no justice, no peace. And you got the organ going. They getting ready to start shouting. I'm telling you, <laughs> the drums get ready to start playing. Like it's getting ready to go. It's, it, it, it's kindling. Getting fired up now. Yeah, Mayor Adams all the way back towards City Hall. He's halfway there by now. Oh, yeah. When I first got the call about Jordan and later talked with Johnny Green who is pastor here, and Johnny Green told me of how Jordan's mother was killed. And her funeral was right here. And Jordan sat right there and watched his mother funeralized, who'd been chopped up. And he'd never been the same. Jordan was not annoying someone on the train. Jordan was screaming for help. 
That's why I say this is textbook. This is textbook. If you go to church, this is textbook. Mm. So this was we keep criminalizing people with mental illness. People keep criminalizing people that need help. Like, they um, don't need abuse. They need help. Yeah, see, he know what to say. Like, like this one, he could have like scratched out. This might have been like a, a eulogy he already delivered. Like, like in the past. So it's like a little corny, right? No, no, it's just textbook. Oh, okay. Right, like, right out of the pastoral college. Yeah. Like, you got times when you don't have enough time to prepare a sermon or whatever. So you take an old one, you take a goodie, and you just change the words around, you know, to, to fit another scenario. And you just, you know, insert it in. I got to tell you, man, I've heard him preaching since he was a boy preaching in Brownsville. Never ran, never will on Stone Avenue. This He did not bring his A game to Pastor Johnny Green's church there in Harlem. But see, that's my point. If you go textbook, you don't really need your A game. You, you just hit all the high points. I didn't know you. I know your aunt. And I've talked to your dad. See? One thing I promise <laughs> is in your name, we're going to change how they deal with homelessness. Mm. Mm. In your name, mm. we're going to change how they deal with he the could, mentally ill. He could deliver this sermon in your name in five minutes notice. We're going to change services in this city. Mm. Jordan, mm. you didn't die for nothing. Bam. What they make hey, get the for car. Bad, we'll make good. <laughs> We're going to have a new city. Get the car. And new city service. <laughs> so if we look angry, we are. But we're not mad. The between going mad and being angry. Yes, we're angry. Yep. Because we had another funeral we shouldn't have had. Oh, to boy. Be textbook. Yes, we're angry. Like, I can go through all these and, and, and hit all the textbook checks. As objects rather than human. Yes, we're angry. Because you keep choking us to death yeah, rather all, than this, leaving, living, and this could be anybody. And building and building us up. This could be anybody like that got killed. If the cops kill somebody tomorrow, like he could say the same sermon. I, I gotta, I'm trying to figure this out. How, if you're angry, you're mad, right? He had me believing you could be angry, but you can't be mad at the same time. That's a form of trichnology. I know when I'm mad, I'm angry. And yet he had me believing if you're mad, you can't be angry but too. It's the snowball thing. Like you push the snowball at the top of the mountain, and by the time it get going, it's a big – he can say whatever he want at that point. Excuse me, Avery. Snowball is white. Uh, you cannot introduce McWhitey-Whitey stuff into, Man, that, into that eulogy. He Come can, on. He can say whatever he want at that point. He got the crowd going. He yeah, can, well, he had him going all right. Yeah, he could start He could start talking about the game coming up, like, like <laughs> game, game, game three tomorrow. That's right, LeBron. LeBron is looking too good. And LeBron is going to beat <laughs> – the Come Denver on. Nuggets. They Come will on, not man. get swept. You, yeah. You got that big white boy there in the paint. You got to take it to him, LeBron. <laughs> we will not let the cops kill another one of us. Yeah. And Jokic <laughs> will not get 44 <laughs> on LeBron. Yeah. Like, they'll go along with whatever he says uh, at this point. He yeah, got him yeah, going. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got yeah, him going. Yeah. He got I, him going. I'm telling you, man, that was not his A game. I, I've been hearing... The boy preaches since he was the opening act for the Godfather of Soul, Soul Brother Number One, James Brown. This was not his best eulogizing, but he it, it, it did what it needed to do. 
Well, it did make the 5 o'clock news. That was the main thing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. We got the people high. He preached the people happy. And then he got out of there. That's what you do. He got them all hyped up, man. Yeah. All right. Time On to the next one. They were like, ready? No justice, no peace. Let's loot and shoot. Yeah, I got a 630 now. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 630 at Mount Olive Tabernacle. Let's go. Uh, our numbers. 1-800-848-9222. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Everybody was See, the weekend's entertainment has already begun. As we go into the weekend, half of it is all entertainment. The other half is talk. But I believe, separate from my colleagues, that talk radio is first and foremost theater of the mind. First and foremost, it must entertain you. But I'm going to change any of your points of view. People who listen to talk radio are generally pretty hearted in their point of view. We might teach you some things. You might learn of some things you didn't know about, and you'll appreciate that. But without getting a good belly laugh, without the uh, total uh, sort of sarcastic attitude that we take towards a lot of the subject matter that... uh, sort of reverently portrayed in other talk radio programs. That's not the kind of talk radio I do. We got another hour to go to the break of dawn, so don't be cutting those E's and cheating on me. Check this out. On the weekends, take a journey with the people's mayor. Curtis Lewa is a politician who says don't trust politicians. It's another side of midnight with Curtis Lewa. The iconic, the legendary Curtis Lewa. This city doesn't sleep, and neither does Curtis Lewa. On another side of midnight. Oh, yeah. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. AOC, yeah, you know me. Army with harmony. AOC, yeah, you know me. This was funny. Curtis, this is what Curtis was doing. I like this. AOC, yeah, you know me. This is clever as far as Curtis goes. Over and over and over again. AOC, yeah, you well, know you gotta me. Understand, he never stops. On the weekend, especially if he's filling in for me on a Friday, which was the case, he's got. 25 hours to film. So, I mean, a lot of that, 20 of those hours, is just repeating the same thing over and over again. You got, you get, you got two hours of original content, 
multiplied by 20. That's what's going to happen. So uh, I, I I thought that was going to be much worse. That's actually pretty clever. I, and it is catchy, I must say. It, it, it's really bad, and it's not catchy, and it was horrible. And I it, it, it actually, really, I was enraged. Well, I uh, may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to death your right to say it. As Who is this wench? She was enraged. Frank Verano, who, uh, let's face it, never really gives out compliments. You have to almost take a crowbar and extricate it from him. Was super complimentary of how I mixed uh, Naughty by Nature, OPP, with AOC, you and me, right? That's pretty good. Even Frank, uh, he caught on to that. You know, he's got no rhythm, right? Right, Avery, then, man. He, then he took away from it, though. <laughs> he said, for, for Curtis. That's right. And he and he was kind of like being the sugar because he knew she was coming with the with the pepper. Oh, my God. She she said she was enraged. Because that's how they got that's how they got to this. Like, you know, but who is this wench? I mean, who is she? Oh, wait, wait. I, I think we got a call in here. I know who she is. That's Brandon in New Jersey. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, Brandon. Yeah, that's. That's uh, Marlena Shivo. Uh, apparently, she's the funniest reporter, but I don't know how she could be funny if she didn't find that funny. That was hilarious. And what, what, what's her name again, this person of no consequence? <laughs> Marlena Shivo. And I, uh, Marlena Shivo. Is this a, another one of the guests that Frank Morano has that are like, uh, you know, minor league, JV, not ready for prime time? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, she's less well-known than Frank Morano is, and, you know, nobody knows who he is. Oh, and he complains about that, prolifically complains. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, was, I mean, uh, I was actually... Brandon, I, I listen to Frank as much as I can, only because I got to get a few hours of sleep and then be back out with the Guardian Angels and do everything else I got to do, but... uh has she appeared on the Frank Morano show, The Other Side of Midnight, a few times? Yeah, yeah, she's been on a few times. So what would you say her M.O., her method of operation is? Um, to be honest, even in uh, in Frank's, um, you know, friends and foes uh, Facebook group, people were complaining about her, how they were, you know, she was putting them to sleep. Mm. So I, yeah. So I'm. To be honest, I really didn't even listen that closely when she was on. Um, I, I think she just covers, you know, different, different, um, maybe like entertainment stuff. I believe. Yeah, but Brandon, don't you realize that you've heard her a few times and you can't even pinpoint what she does, which proves she's a person of no consequence. Exactly, and you know, I was, I was personally. Offended because if you remember, I was on the phone with you that night when you did that, and you know I thought it was radio gold. You know, yeah, no, no, uh, we uh, created that with uh, OPP in mind, and uh, I cannot, for the life of me, understand how this wench would not have thought that it was creative. It may not have been her cup of tea. She may not have appreciated that hip hop uh, lingo. But it flowed, and that's how you know if it works, if it's flowing. Exactly. Exactly. No, I, I, uh, I was very upset by that. Um, 
Curtis, if I can, I wanted to uh, to just ask one other thing. Uh, as far as the the back masking, have, have you ever done uh, Jay Z Lucifer back mask? No, no, we haven't. Now, which song is that? Lucifer by Jay Z, and it's uh, produced by the other Mama Luke, uh, Kanye West. Okay, so we gotta do uh, for tomorrow's show, twenty four hours from now. Maybe we'll play it right after. Avery slices and dices uh, Frank Morano up uh, to create the funniest hour in all of radio. Uh, and then we can do that final hour, Broadway Bill Lee, on backscratching the rap uh, song by, Lu- uh, by Jay-Z called Lucifer. Uh, is that okay, Brandon? Yeah, that sounds great. I uh, I can't wait. You know, I... I... Got to labor through the whole week just to to get to the weekend to hear you. You know, it's uh, it's kind of tiring listening to Frank. Do you think we could uh, we could sell him on changing the name of his show to something like uh, "Please Call Me Eight Open Lines"? I swear, it's like twenty <laughs> times a week I hear him say eight open lines. <laughs> <laughs> call me. There are eight open lines because nobody wants to call me. You might as well just say, look, nobody's calling me right now. Would you please call? Because then as soon as you call, I can put you on the air. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You'd think he wouldn't say that. It's so embarrassing. I mean, I don't know. He does it time and time again. Now, Avery, Avery, you've been dealing with Frank on this. Why does he say that? Nobody else in this business says that, Avery. Nobody. Nobody. Well, well, I don't know. I've been trying to figure that out, too. That's the first thing I ever noticed. Yeah, there's eight open lines, which is basically saying nobody's calling me. Please call. And where's the best to say nobody has called so far. Uh, first caller, I can put you on the line. You know, you'll have a lot of access, a lot of leeway instead of bull, you know, throwing the bull feathers around. You're, you're spot on on that, Brandon. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I know, uh, I know it's, just, it's embarrassing. It makes me, you know, almost feel bad for the guy, but. Then again, it's Frank. So. No, no, no. Everybody's got to write them out. I write out politicians. I write out mobsters choking on their lobsters. And it is the duty of all of you listening to WABC. Morning, noon, and night, 24-7-365. That if you hear something that doesn't sound right, you hear something that seems a bit out of kilt, you got to call me. You got to let me know. Not only will I do a deep dive on it with my wife, Nancy, who is the e-attorney. She has been a real estate lawyer, so she knows all the nuances, the ins and outs, and knows how to do a deep dive. But uh, then you end up with the uh, the team of Sliwa and Sliwa. We're going to get stuffed on. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Let's go to Gene, who's calling from Woodside, New York. Your turn to be heard here on WABC, Gene. Good morning, Mr. Mayor. How are you today? Uh-huh. I got two things, two things I want to bring up. I know I'm a little bit off subject here. But as far as the homeless, the immigrants, why can't we put them on Governor's Island? There's a big place over there with barracks and everything. The state gave it to New York. They're kicking around like a football. And now if you go to the Midtown Tunnel or on the expressway, there's state police everywhere. Now, you told me that the MTA is a state agency. Why don't we take out the city cops out of the subway and put all the, the state police in the subway and let them patrol it? 
Well, you know, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, when he was governor before the lockdown and pandemic of March in 2020, said he was going to hire an additional 500 MTA police uh, to specifically stop fair evaders. And he never did that. You know, promise, promise, promise. He never did that. That's a good idea. When you go through the Midtown Tunnel, when you go uh, into Queens, let's say on your way to uh, LaGuardia or JFK, depending on what route you take uh, off the uh, Van Wick that intersects, you notice all those billboards that are empty as you come out of the tunnel and you start making your way towards Maspeth? Yeah. Why the hell do they have all those billboards up there? It makes it look like a bomb was dropped. They're they're shredded. They're graffitied. They haven't had any advertising in a decade. Well, some major, I don't know what agency in the city would be responsible for that, but that's a good place to put billboards. Yeah, but they haven't had signage there in so long. There's something that's going on there. And, in fact, I'm going to bring that to the attention of Anthony Weiner. Left versus right. We'll be on at 3 o'clock in just a few hours, right after Anthony Weiner in the middle. He has some podcast keys to the city that I've actually purloined information from. This guy, if he hadn't got into double trouble in his personal life, would have been the mayor of the city of New York. We would have avoided the eight disastrous years of Bill de Blasio, the part-time mayor, the dope from Park Slope, and his wife, Charlene, who ripped off $1.5 billion. Where it was spent, I don't know. It was supposed to be spent on the emotionally disturbed and those who are in need of mental health care. I don't know of one person that ever came forward and said they were the beneficiary of Thrive Therapy, Thrive Intervention, Thrive Psychiatric Care. Nothing. Manganood, nothing. And what Bill de Blasio and Charlene needed to be done, but should be done now, is a full-throttled investigation by anybody with subpoena power. And it's difficult because if you're the party in power and it's one of your own who's in double trouble, your tendency is to protect them, keep them out of harm's way. Hey, look, they're harming the citizens of the city of New York. 1-800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-WABC. It's another side of midnight now. To the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. Come on, Pete. Start moving. Got to get me there. Who is that wench on with Frank Morano that disparaged me? We got to find out who that is. Do it, Edwin Starr. Yeah, you know me. You know what AOC? Yeah, you know me. You know what AOC? Yeah, you know me. Stone. 
Till the break of dawn Nobody better cheat on me Let's go to Russ in White Plains. Your turn to be heard here, WABC, Russ. Curtis, I think she's just keeping her bread buttered because she's a, a, a Cuomo, a Mary, uh, you know, uh, Andrew Cuomo aide on his podcast. And she said something really dumb that the migrants should be sent out to the Mormons. And I thought that was really dumb. So. <laughs> the <laughs> migrants should be sent out to the Mormons. Yeah. Sent out west to live with Mormons because they're always looking for recruits. And I thought, well, that's kind of anti, anti-Christian. anti But, hey, Curtis, can I ask you one thing about the co- political consultant Sliwa and Sliwa? Yeah, they- yeah, before, before you do that, so let yeah. me establish this okay. woman, uh, what is her name, Schiavo? Mary Elena Schiavo. Okay. And I used to like her because she didn't go for the mask and the vaccine. Right. But since she, she hangs around with Cuomo, and I'm sure she hears a lot of nasty things about you know, a C word. And uh, so she's just following suit with the. the oh, I get it. I get it. So she's responsible for that horrible, you can't listen to podcast that uh, Andrew Evilize Cuomo does once a week. He actually tries to monetize it. He, you got, he tries to charge people to listen to it. You, I wouldn't listen to that damn thing if it didn't cost a penny. It's horrible. Well, he's trying to muscle in on, you know, live radio, which he would never be able to do. If he wanted to make some money, he should invite you on the podcast. That would bring a lot of people to it. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right, because uh, you know, Russ, along with everybody else, regardless of your own political affiliation, that I hate him, I loathe him, I despise Andrew Evilize Cuomo. Well, that's completely reasonable. Hey, but, you know, Rita, I, I was going to ask Rita about, you know, this eliminate Elizabeth Gomez from Howard Beach, she was mugged at the train station. She lost her eye. Yes. She had an interview with Rita, and it was weird. I listened closely. She she thought that her assailant didn't even realize he would cause her to lose her eye. Now, she must be a very forgiving, devout Christian to say something like that. But what she was saying in response to was what Rita was asking about the Marine. Elizabeth Gomez Gomes was saying that the Marine got out of control and didn't realize that he was going he killed Neely but it just is her point was that they both lost control and i think Rita missed that completely and i i'm glad you let me point that out to no, you no 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 absolutely but if you could uh in the future monitor what this uh person of no consequence uh, Shiavo, who by the way i want you to listen to this and everybody else again what i did with opp yeah uh, it's, um, uh, I turned it in to an AOC song mm-hmm. and I thought it was pretty damn good. Everybody who listened to it thought it was pretty big, damn good. And the biggest curmudgeon and contrarian, Frank Morano thought it was pretty good. You know what AOC? Now, what's wrong with that, Russ? Hey, man, I went to a lot of clubs, the Tunnel, 
you know, save the robots. You remember those clubs. Hey, you could have mixed in those clubs, Curtis. But I don't think that should hurt your feelings. You know, I know you said your feelings don't get hurt easily, but somebody like that criticizing your mixing, it shouldn't hurt your feelings, Curtis. Well, wait, 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 wait till you hear what's coming up. I got a thread here. AOC. Yeah, you know me. AOC. Yeah, you know me. This was funny. Curtis, this is what Curtis was doing. I like this. AOC. Yeah, you know me. This is clever as far as Curtis goes. Over and over and over again. AOC. Yeah, you well, know you gotta me. Understand, he never stops. On the weekend, especially if he's filling in for me on a Friday, which was the case, he's got 25 hours to fill. So, I mean, a lot of that, 20 of those hours, is just repeating the same thing over and over again. Oh you, got, you, get, you got two hours of original content multiplied by 20. That's what's going to happen. So uh, I, I I thought that was going to be much worse. That's actually pretty clever, I, and it is catchy. I must say, it, it, it's really bad, and it's not catchy, and it was horrible. And I it 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 actually really I was enraged. Well, I uh, may disagree with what you say, but I will defend to death your right to say it. Oh, shut up, Frank! <laughs> I just, I'll defend your right to say it. She was enraged by a song parody. I don't get it, man. What, you're a misogynist? Is that what she's saying? I don't know, but if you're a Cuomoite, which he is, you know, they're the Cuomosexuals, you remember, they were following him when he was on his way to uh, potentially getting the Democratic nomination every day, doing the PowerPoint presentation and flexing his nipple because he had that nipple ring in (laughs) that everybody could see in that very tight polo shirt. So maybe she's a leftover a homosexual. Well, well, maybe Curtis, but that's a little more detail, you know. In the Cross Bay Motel, you seem to know a lot about the details over there. But Frank does admire you, you know. I mean, he can tell. He tries hard to do what you comes effortlessly to you. I mean, you're like a mix of James Joyce and Walter Winchell. Ooh. I mean, who knows? Who knows what to expect? Oh, that is so good—a mix of James Joyce and Walter Winchell. Yeah, I'll leave it at that, Curtis. Thank wow. you. Oh, yeah. Wow. No, no. That what, what a compliment. And then I got to be told by, well, what did, what's this wench's name again? Uh, Avery. Uh, what, what, what's her name? This woman of no consequence who apparently is the producer of uh, Andrew Evilized Cuomo's podcast and nobody listens to that they try to, try to rip off people for money. What's her name? Marlena. I'm not going to try to remember that. So you mean if she was in a lineup, nobody would be able to pick her out of a lineup. Even if she was the only person in the lineup, you still couldn't pick her out. She was um, she was here when he did when he came in and did that uh, that uh, oh, thing. so she'll be here when Andrew Evilized Como comes in studio to do this promised. I'll tell all. I'll answer all questions you never did before. Uh, show with uh, Rita Cosby from 4 to 5. She should be. Why doesn't he come in with me? Because I'll ask him, what did you mean by this? What did you mean by this? Oh, yeah, man. Come on, man. Don't don't be defending Cuomo here. America was never great. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. So you see... What would happen, Avery, is he'd come in and I'd say, look, nobody has a better collection of Cuomo phrases over the years and Cuomo statements than me. 
I would say, starting off with that one. Let me hear that one again. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. What do you mean America was never that great? I put him right on the spot. And then with this invasion of illegal aliens, the ones at the border who risked their lives to defend us from the invasion are Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization Service, better known as ICE, formed right after the attack of 9-11 to go after people who've overstayed their visa and people who are sneaking into this country to do harm to us. Oh, yeah. And this is what he said about ICE in 2014 in a debate. With Molinaro, who was running against Cuomo at that time and was the uh, county executive uh, up in Poughkeepsie. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. Wow. Sue them, huh? I'd say, what do you mean by that, huh? Let me interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think, Broadway Billy? What do you think? Man, he wouldn't show up for Monday. He'd say, I got a fever in my foot. I had a flat tire. Oh, the chassis, uh, you know, there's something wrong with the chassis. He'll come up with some phony, fake, fraudulent, fugazi excuse. Our number is 1-800-848-9222. Can it be that maybe you're just not warm and fuzzy? Is that what was needed and wasn't there? First of all, I'm not fuzzy. I don't want to be fuzzy. I don't even know what fuzzy means. I'm from New York. We don't have fuzzy in New York. It's another side of midnight. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC. Here's Curtis Lewa. What we say, we won't be banned in the USA. Dissect and dissect the 20 hours that you had to listen to. That's like a form of a water torture of Frank Morano over the last week. The Other Side of Midnight. It's nationally syndicated program that you can listen to one to five Monday through Fridays. 
uh, 24 hours from now, you will have dropped that, and people will have tremendous belly laughs, funniest hour in all of radio. But so you had this uh, Schiavo, who is the producer of the Andrew Evil Eyes Cuomo uh, podcast, and nobody listens to that. They try to monetize and charge people money to listen to that crap, that propaganda. Guy never admits to doing anything wrong. You want to be resurrected, you got to take a page from Anthony Weiner, who had to climb all the way back to be accepted by our audience by constantly acknowledging the harm he had done, the mistakes he had made. And you got to do it over and over and over and over until people are satisfied that you've made amends, at least in that capacity. And then you got to do a good radio show, which he's not capable of doing. But um, so uh, Frank Keeps brings her on and she says she's outraged at my parody. And then, you know, who uh, Frank's friend is that Joe Borelli, you know, uh, Avery's call always saying my very dear friend, Joe Borelli, the councilman out in his area, South Shore of Staten Island. Have you heard that, uh, Avery? I can see Avery doesn't want to get involved in dealing with an elected official who might all of a sudden order a quota of tickets to be dropped on your head. But anyway, uh, a guy got into uh, beef with him earlier when I, uh, on Friday morning at 7.40, announced that there was uh, going to be an effort to drop illegal aliens into the Arthur Kill uh, prison. The old prison there used to be owned by the state and it was purchased by Broadway Stage. He was like the uh, Maytag for the guy who owns it and was texting Sid and saying, no, 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 man. No, absolutely not. No, 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 man. That's not, not true. I know. So what did the guy tell him? Hey, you got you to gotta, you gotta text Sid and let him know the real deal. I, I don't know what the thing is there, but... Anyway, I'm going to read to you a thread. By the way, you know where this guy was texting from? Uh, He's texting from Atlantic City. We were shooting craps at the Borgata with Frank Morano. You think think, uh, Frank was teaching him how to lose at craps? Oh, my God. In fact, somebody pointed it out to me. He said, you know where he's texting Sid from? Uh, from he, he's Atlantic City. What the hell is he doing there? He's a city councilman in the South Shore of Staten Island. It's an invasion of illegal aliens. And this guy is down with Frank Morano, probably snoring free rooms, free amenities, shooting craps, losing, and then the Borgata covering his losses. Unbelievable. Five, five, seven. Come on, five. Oh, man. Seven. Seven. Okay. That's right. So now I've lost another $60. This is frighteningly realistic. Okay. Yeah, meantime, he's got the alligator arms. Not picking up anybody's checks. Not tipping uh, the drink girls who are constantly coming around and giving them watered-down vodka. Six martinis is a lot. That's the... That's the most that I've ever had in one sitting. And and it always ends in disaster. Yep. Whenever you have six martinis, it's 
lights out. I mean, there's, something's going seriously wrong there if I've had six martinis. There's going to be some story that is not necessarily going to portray me in a positive light mm -hmm. if I've had six martinis. Mm -hmm. I've done that maybe five times in my life. <laughs> Each time, total disaster. Total disaster. Oh, God. Oh, my. How many people has he lured down to Atlantic City to lose their hard-earned moolah schmoolah because the degenerate gamblers, they hear that, and right away they're up in their bed. It's sort of like, where, where's the action? Where's the action? How about shooting a little CeeLo? Four, five, and six on the on the backhand side. Three dice instead of two. Oh, God. Let's go to Scrapper in Connecticut. Your turn to be heard here at WABC. Scrapper. You got it. I want to give you credit. You're struggling. You struggled for years. Building the Guardian Angels, and you finally got a break. You're on the radio when Casamitidis gave you a contract for 30 years. Avery's an ace. You're an ace. And um, the hood, I grew up kind of in the hood. But the best people in the world are people from the hood and live in the hood. But um, all I could say is you're doing great. Keep going, and um, someday I might see you in Manhattan or somewhere. I'll say hello. You'll remember the name. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that is a very, very unusual name, Scrapper. How did you get that name? Well, uh, when I was very, very young, I was bullied a few times, and... Uh, I got that straightened out with the bullies, and uh, from then on, I was never bullied again. And um, I was in a few battles, but um, it, it, it's it's just a story. It's uh, you know a story of my life, and uh, I I respect you. You call it how it is. I do too. But that's why I you don't... gotta you gotta continue to battle, Scrapper. Continue to battle. I'm, I'm gonna share this with you, Avery. Now this is Joe Borelli. This was yesterday, Friday, after I announced that there were intentions of the Eric Adams administration to take advantage of an offer to uh, provide free space at the uh, Arthur Kills Prison, the old state prison out in the North Shore of Staten Island. Right across the Arthur Kill is uh, New Jersey. And it was being offered free of charge. It had uh, everything that Eric Adams was talking about that he said that he might end up using Rikers Island for, except uh, this was more developed, uh, state-of-the-art and didn't have the problems that Rikers Island had, the uh, old facilities that had been boarded up that were rain-damaged, uh, water-damaged, uh, had mold, and all other problems. Let me just read this to you. Uh, Joe Borelli texted, just let you, uh, who's he talking about here? Avery, could you figure out who he's talking about here? Just listen to a certain weekend overnight radio host who dresses up like a traffic cone 
goes on air and claims migrants are coming to the former Arthur Kill prison. So I asked the owner of the site myself. The state doesn't own it anymore. He said, absolutely not. Who is he talking about there, Avery? Hmm. Now all of a sudden he's this ingrate who doesn't want to be my friend, which is fine. It's neither here nor there. Well, by the way, yeah, though, let me, let me, by the way, that is now dating back to a couple of weeks ago when you called me from Greece, which was very, very nice. That is the second time you've referred to Curtis Sliwa as an ingrate, and that pissed him off the first time, so now you've done it again. Well, well, I'm an ingrate, huh? Curtis could actually solve this whole problem. If he just wades out into the water off Sandy Hook with his dopey outfit, he might be mistaken for a buoy, oh, uh, and, and the ship might come like the Costa Concordia and oh, run aground. Are you hearing this? Well, you hate his guts. I mean, this is, uh, I, I, you're I, not I even kidding. Uh, Sid, Sid, I can't stand him at this point. He can't stand me because I cold-busted him. He was encouraging the mayor to bring in ocean liners and have them uh, dock at Homeport, which is the old naval facility on the North Shore of Staten Island, and house the migrants. That was in the last cycle. That was months ago. And then all of a sudden, he is defending the defenseless. This guy, Tony, owns Backstage, and he's acting like, oh, no, 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 Tony wasn't offering free space to the city. Yes, he was, for the duration of the writer's strike, because they can't do any filming on the premise because they won't cross the picket line of the writers. So all staging is suspended temporarily. Then he goes on to write, to be clear, there is a deed restriction on the property. Again, it's being used for any other purpose than a studio. The mayor signed an executive order, an emergency order, schmuck. But how would he know that? He was in Atlantic City shooting craps with Frank Morano. Look at these texts. It shows he was in Atlantic City sending them. On a day, as a city councilman, he should have been tending to the needs of a South Shore resident of Staten Island who may be facing an additional invasion of illegal aliens there and not just to offer their services to do uh, lawn maintenance or to trim your lawn. No, 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 no. Oh, and then notice who tagged on to him, Joanne Ariola who, if you listen to the beginning of the show, was claiming that I was spreading fear-mongering because I've been accurately predicting where it is the city of New York, through Eric Adams' mayoralty, is dropping illegal aliens ahead of time. People were more thankful outside of the city where they are elected officials. Thank you, Curtis, for tipping us off, just like out in Riverhead, where Yvette Aguirre, was thankful that I had told her a thousand illegals uh, were going to be sent there by Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan. They were going to pound the Greyhound. And she had three realtors there, right there in town, that were offering their space for a price. And who's paying for it? We, the sucker taxpayers. Luckily, she preemptively uh, did check. She did due diligence and believes in the same kind of philosophy as I. It's not trust and verify, which President Ronald Reagan had said. It's verify, then trust. So let's see here. Okay. So we have Diane Savino, who is the former Democrat state senator. She now works for Mayor Eric Adams at City Hall. And she was replying to uh, Joe Borelli, tell him to put on his red bonnet. 
<laughs> oh, brother. And she apparently uh, is now in a dispute involving, uh, in, oh, man, wow, involving the state legislature. She was made the special sort of attache for Eric Adams with members of the legislature, the supermajority of Cousin Stewart in the state Senate, the Democratic leader, and uh, uh, the Hyman, uh, well, we'll call it the uh, inheritor of the most corrupt seat in the many corrupt seats of the state assembly. In this case, Carl Hasty, who uh, assumed the uh, speakership from um, Hyman Roth, a.k.a. Meyer Lansky, a.k.a. Sheldon Silver, who I had sent back to Otisville. He had basically been allowed back into the Lower East Side to his co-op. We found him there. I talked him out, and the very next day he was on his way to Otisville, where he soon died of greed for putting his beak in the trough one too many times. And uh, there goes that story. So Diane Savino was replying and said, tell him to put on his red bonnet. Then Joe uh, Joe Borelli said, like your reply, I'll ask him. Uh, And then uh, finally... Joe Borelli said, I texted, he reads my text, you can literally call Broadway stages on the air and ask them yourself. Wow, what a Weisenheimer, what a Weisenheimer, and where is he right now, instead of doing constituent service, he's with his very dear friend, Frank Morano, shooting craps in Atlantic City at the Borgata, where they probably have all their losses covered for as they snore, 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 everything free. Free rooms, free drinks, free food, free everything in Atlantic City. Oh, my God. Come on, five. Crapped out. Okay, so now I've lost another $60. This is frighteningly realistic. Okay. Mm. Mm. Let's go to JB in uh, Brooklyn. Your turn to be heard here at WABC, JB. How you doing, JP? How you doing, Curtis? Listen, I saw an article today in the paper. I thought you might get a kick out of hearing this. It was in the sports section, Phil Mushnick. He wrote, last weekend featured Major League Baseball salute to Curtis Silva, the Guardians versus the Angels series. <laughs> oh yeah no 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 i i, I must salute the med broadcasting team in the radio booth who has acknowledged me last year now they've done it again this year uh with a major league baseball salute i never get any acknowledgement from michael k who i knew for years i'm a yankee fan i get ugats i get bupkis but listen to what Phil Mushnick, the greatest sports commentator of all time, had to uh, uh, write about me in the New York Post in his column. And it had to do with shout outs like this that exist from time to time coming from the Met Broadcasting booth. Whenever the Cleveland uh, Guardians now, they used to be the Cleveland Indians, uh, play the California Angels. The Guardians, 10 runs in the first three innings in Kansas City. Ooh. Looking for their first win as Guardians. 
So my question is, when the Guardians play the Angels, does Curtis Slewa throw out the first pitch? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> right? I mean, look, the Mets do that for me. They know I hate the Mets, but they do that for me. In the meantime, the Yankees do jack for me. And I will say this about Phil Mushnick. I've been reading his column for years. I met him personally through Johnny Legid, who is the former publisher of the New York Post. Uh, they I went. Think he tells, I think he tells it like it is. Oh, he totally. Don't, he don't pull no punches. Totally. And I, like him. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, he and Johnny Legit used to go to Elaine's, which was the watering hole for all right. those uh, celebrities, actors, and authors. And uh, they had right. me join them one night, and there was Elaine sitting by herself. She was, like, ruling the roost. All these trendoids, freakazoids, jet setters uh, were there. And so Phil Mushnick is at the bar. We're waiting for a table. And a homeless guy is outside and is pointing uh, as if to, you know, he's showing smoke, smoke. Do you have a cigarette? Do you have a Lucy? And so Phil Mushnick put his drink down. He went outside. He gave the homeless guy a Lucy. And then he comes back in and Elaine is fornicating him and mad dogging him for doing that. And then gives him the finger meaning Phil Mushnick, in front of all these trendoids, freakazoids, and jet setters. And Mushnick just sucked it up. He didn't complain because, um, you know, Elaine's, Elaine uh, herself was like the queen of New York City. Right. Oh, no, he's a great guy. And uh, he had one time advocated in one of his previous columns years ago uh, that he supported me to become the president of the United States. This is Phil Mushnick. He listens to the show on a regular basis. In fact, can I hear that one more time uh, for the sake of our caller uh, from Brooklyn who talked about how Phil Mushnick uh, was saluting me in his uh, regular sports column in the New York Post talking about how Major League Baseball was saluting me. The Guardians, 10 runs in the first three innings in Kansas City. Ooh. Looking for their first win as Guardians. So my question is, when the Guardians play the Angels, does Curtis Slewa throw out the first pitch? <laughs> Very good. That's a good one. That's, That's a good And I just wanted to say something about the, this Frank Morano. Listen, last night he had this gambling guy on, and this guy gave, like, zero information. He was so on the cuff. He had all this inside information, and he wouldn't give us nothing. He was, he was just a, a typical ploy, a typical Frank Milano guest, where he wouldn't tell us the way things are really happening, what's going on. He, 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 he rang about every, everything that he asked him, he, he talked around. Yeah, well, you, well, you know, you know, that, that's typical Frank Morano. He's got alligator arms. You're not going to get a nickel, dime, or penny uh, out of him. He throws nickels around like manhole covers. And you're not going to get any real answers from any of his guests because they basically have their pre-prepared statement. And that's it. You're not going to get anything else from the other side of midnight featuring Frank Morano. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.